Zero podcast is powered by you. And if you want to support us, you can do so via Patreon. Just head to patreon.com forward slash Xbox Era. And as a thank you for your support, you get cool stuff and we get to keep doing what we do. Now let's get into it. Hello friends and welcome to episode 124 of the Xbox Era podcast. I'm joined not as per usual by a special <laughs> Nick. Uh, instead I'm joined by the one and only One Bad Mother, aka Ape. How you doing, dude? Hey, I am very good. Thanks for, for having me on with you, John. So, uh, look forward Hi. to... Wait, I, wait, I, I, it was looking like it was going to be a dead show this week and then, you know, nah. obviously, obviously as soon as... Ooh. <laughs> some spicy there's some spicy things to talk about i'm sure and as and, right. and, and rarely off of off of just the pulpit he is on camera feeling mm. chatty jesse aka don cabeza is here as well hey jesse hello hello doing well do you know what i really want to put a big british flair on this podcast can everyone just for the rest of the show two hours you know just everybody talk a little bit haughty a little bit you know let's really really get close to the mic and Make it feel good inside. David Make it feel the vibrations. Oh, no, Nick. No, Nick. He's broken the streak <laughs> of never missing a podcast. I'm not falling asleep mm. this week. I am full no, of beans. Now, now it's a wizard's cap. You want oh, to be okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I started, hey, <laughs> random tangent to start the show. Hello, everybody in the chat. Uh, I watched uh, The Rings of Power. Mm. Anyone else caught up mm. on that yet? Did you guys watch it? I'm going to tonight. Mm, okay, well, I won't talk about it too much, but big Lord of the Rings <laughs> fan. Used to read the books once a year. Haven't for a while because, you know, after Too many while, songs and they're all terrible. There, there's a lot of songs. Um, but I love the movies. And, uh, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. I haven't fully made up my mind. Like, the production value is great and the art direction You've is You've got five great. seasons and 50 hours of show. So they've got plenty <sighs> of time to tell their story. They had to guarantee that to get the wow. rights. Wow. Okay, well. Not your typical show. We're off. We're off. They've got a plan, it seems. Um, oh. I can see the chat is buzzing. Look, there's loads of folks here. Hello, everybody. It's nice. It's nice. It feels very relaxed this week. And um, before we get into the news, which <laughs> there is a, a shocking amount of, has anyone been playing any video games lately? Been playing no, anything? I never. I never do. Oh, yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie. Let's start with Jesse. What have you been oh. playing that you can talk about? I've been playing a shit ton of Battlefield 2042. Hmm. Um. They put out season two, new patch, the base. So they're doing the thing that Halo was a little ahead of at the start, which is making the base game actually feel right. And I think finally Battlefield 2042 plays really well. Um, they've got the nice mix of modes. They've reworked some of the maps so there's actual cover and it's just not this giant snipe-a-thon where PC players are always killing you. Um, I've been having a lot of fun streaming it on the Twitch channel. Um been playing that i've also been playing dead space to do a retro review as i nice. figure i'll get through that trilogy before the uh, the remake hits in january yeah, so yeah keep an eye out monday or tuesday should have the dead space one retro review and i'll get through the other ones soon. is it the remake um, and the callisto protocol as well Callisto protocol is december and the Blimey. remake is january Blimey. um yeah well that sounds good i mean dead space isn't for me and it's nice to hear 2042 is improving uh, is it in ea mm -hmm. play yet 
because I'm not going to No, it's it. normally just... a year for their big releases, so it's still got a few months if oh, they okay. put it in. I can wait. Yeah. I'll be there any minute. Yeah. yeah. You if you get a physical copy, you can probably do it for like 5 bucks, but digital the cheapest it goes to is like 30. I'll just wait for it to hit my uh glorious subscription service. You do get 10 hours for free if you haven't used it yet. So I haven't, but yeah, the thing with Battlefield is I, I, you know, I spawn and die, and then I get annoyed. Like I like <laughs> the, the reason I like Halo is, yeah, I am the mm -hmm. one-man army. Uh, I can go leave. If you want to learn maps, you can play the, um, the online against bots mode and just learn basics and, and learn maps. And also, if you just spawn in and play, be a gunner in a helicopter or a tank or... Just focus on recon or healing people because they literally have a healing pistol that homes in and heals people <laughs> on your team. Amazing. That works really well. Like There are a lot of different things you can do other than just trying to be the one-man army, mowing everyone down with an assault rifle the whole game. Yeah, that, that, is normally my, that is normally my jam. That's my go-to thing. Any 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 RPG, is there a soldier class? Cool. You know, brute strength and little brains. That's, uh, that's no my next, so no rumor mill. Sorry. Perfect. Yeah, no, no rumor. I, 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 I can throw a rumor out. I can throw. Oh. We can say rumors about Nick. Out. Yeah, I think yeah, those are the good. best kind. Nick isn't <laughs> celebrating Father's Day. Nick is actually going to see the doctor again about that rash. Um, <laughs> welcome to the rumor mill. Uh, <laughs> I want to see this on Twitter. I want to see this in gaming leaks and rumors. Nick has a rash. We don't know where. Um, <laughs> Gaming-wise, so I've, I've had, in between my crazy, crazy business, I did actually have, so the reason I wasn't here last weekend is I was having the first in many, many years, a full-on, just the boys, zero children present, Halo Lamb. Um, so four of us, one guy on PC, typical uh three of us on console taking over my entire house plenty of meat i think i ate meat four days in a row like every meal all four guys Jeez. yeah yeah all the meat um but yeah it was just loads of good food loads of video games um i had to get my eye back in so for the first two days i absolutely sucked like i've been i've been doing something else in halo that has not been shooting people so i've been uh, failing mm -hmm. miserably um <clears throat> but you know i recovered and i made my way up from i think from like platinum two to platinum five by the end of the weekend um they're all diamond one and two so they were onyx when we first did the, the first season so um yeah they're good guys to play with but it was nice to just play and not stress but it did become very apparent that my god there's only three maps but we'll get into halo in a bit um, yeah yeah there's plenty, plenty to talk about also. halo um but we also i've also been enjoying watching my son play tiny kins which looks really really cute mm. and lovely and he's actually been playing it and completing it and he's normally like the attention span of a goldfish so that's been really cute like nick like nick um and yeah the biggest thing i've sunk far too many hours in that it's probably a problem i should go see a doctor about is uh, the other halo thing um yeah so that's what i've been playing what about you abe anything anything fun yeah, I think uh, well, I've been looking for a change of pace this week. I finished up the Doom Eternal DLCs a week ago. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of sweat to get through those. I don't know if anybody's uh, giving those a try. Uh, they're not easy. I reviewed them both. <laughs> yeah, so again, both in so, nine point five. I really like them. They're 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 very good. And um, so just uh, I've been actually kind of fishing through 
Game Pass over the the last week. It downloaded about four or five games, including the Mortals. The what is that thing that was reviewed? I gotta go look through my thing here. It's like Immortal God, Immor- Rising is the older one. Immortality it, is the new one. Immortality, yeah, both of them. I downloaded both of those. Oh. A Tiny Kin I downloaded. I got the 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 DLC for the set. Actually, I think that's the one that got that I got stuck back on just because as soon as that clicked, I was like right back in into yeah. uh, that loop. So. I might call so it a great game. Yeah, uh, I still don't know what's going on with immortality. I put an hour in that, and I, 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 I don't know what's going on yet. So, uh, well, but how can I forget to not talk about immortality? I, I need to talk about immortality a bit without boobs. spoiling it. There, there is boobs, um, and as a heterosexual male, uh, I am a big fan of the boobs. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I love movies, so playing through it was was very enjoyable just just because seeing like the behind the scenes seeing you know actors just acting out the lines but then it got weird and then it got special nick uh <laughs> <laughs> i had to show it i went so long <laughs> um but yeah i've i've rolled credits um and i'm a bit i'm still a bit like i i think i've got the idea and i don't want to say it on the stream because it would confused i would definitely recommend playing it there were definitely some haunting chilling moments where you know you felt this sound you felt this vibration and then something clicked and and, you know you suddenly figured out this secret and it it got very 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 weird um but very unique um experiences are even one two roll credits credits you haven't seen a lot of clips and it's worth keep going to get the full story on everything yeah, yeah. I've, I've unlocked quite a few achievements, but it's... Um, there's it's, over 200 clips, so if you count them all and you're still not near 200, there's, mm, there's a lot... You've got a while there. to go. You've got a while to go. Ooh, very creepy game, though. But yeah, definitely stick with it, Abe. Like, I think there's uh, there's a lot to enjoy there. Oh, oh, they said I'm very loud? Is that what I've been hearing? You guys? Hasn't been right. for me. But I'll, I'll turn YouTube me down. and their audio normalizing stuff is infuriating to try and deal with. So I apologize, but I'm turning not, it not much down. we can do sometimes. Yeah, I do All think right. uh, <laughs> when you're streaming video, your audio goes a little bit crackly, but it's probably because it's pushing uh, it's pushing OBS a little bit. I did notice just mm. just as an FYI. But hey, mm-hmm. um, oh, it was uh, trying to do 4K. That's why I delayed ah, quite a bit. Fair, fair. So there's quite a few bits to talk about. Um, so uh, we know that Halo's going to take up some some meat and potatoes. So let's maybe maybe wait a while before we get into the the negative death spiral that is discussing Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage is the uh, <clears throat> newly announced uh, Assassin's Creed title. They'll be showing it off later this month, I believe, at the Ubisoft Connect Direct. Ubisoft Forward on the tenth, which is next Saturday, and exactly word. a week. So before. This show, I'll be co-streaming that forward. So you can stick around on the Xbox Zero YouTube channel and you'll be able to watch uh, Jesse go, huh, it's an Assassin's Creed game. Uh, we've I fundamentally changed everything again, you know, and then it's the same. No, this one, this one supposedly is them sort of going back to the older ones in ways and less, good news. less about a big open world, you know, because so Assassin's Creed Origins, pretty big. Um, Huge. But you can beat it 35, 40 hours. Um, Odyssey, really big. You beat it about 50 hours. Valhalla, ginormous, 
and you can eat it in about 90 or 100 or something. It's just, it got too big. Because I loved yeah, Origins. I love Odyssey's one of my favorite games of last gen. Um, but I didn't beat Valhalla. It was too long. I got like 60, 70 hours in, just saw more of the same stuff to do. And yeah. Same. That's, like 90 uh, hours of Valhalla. And I was just like, how'd you do that? I thought you didn't do that stuff, John. Well, I, and this is the thing. I got a copy <laughs> when I got the Series S to review. Um, mm. Like they gave us like a big review pack. And I was like, yeah, I didn't have much else to play. You know, we're at the end of the gen. So like I was like, ooh, 60 FPS, it's all shiny, it's all cool. And I was playing through it and I was like, okay, you know, this is I'm getting, I'm getting it down. And then I was 90 hours in. And I was just like, why is this going nowhere? Like, what <laughs> is going on? I, I'm, I feel like I'm doing all the things. Oh, look, there's more stuff to do with the same things. And then I took a I think I took a little break and I logged back in around Christmas. And it was like, it stopped what I wanted to do. I was like, hey, it's Christmas. Here's a Christmas event. We're going to make you do the Christmas thing. And I was like, yeah, no, you can turn it off. You're out of here. I'm not playing you anymore. Um, I I figured out with those games. It's like usually about 15 hours in, you kind of get an idea that you've seen everything. And you just, you look around, you're like, oh, I'm going to just do this, you know, this many times. And uh, I've uninstalled it the last few times. Yeah, I can't do map games anymore. The next one sounds interesting if they do go back to basics. But uh, what I found with um with Origins, the gameplay was pretty good, but the story was great and it wasn't too long. Then Odyssey mm-hmm. had like phenomenal the best gameplay it had ever had. That team went on to do Immortals Phoenix Rising, which has incredible gameplay for me. Yeah, I'm playing that right and now. Then, it's good. You know, the the Origins team back on Valhalla and it's just like I <clears> don't <throat> like their gameplay nearly as much as I did odyssey team so yeah yeah i i have a similar problem you know as much as i love forza horizon 5 it's an incredible game but it starts to turn into a map game and then it starts to lose me um Mm. and i feel like forza horizon 4 did the same thing I'm very curious to see where they take that next because I feel like it's just constant events, constant this, constant. And you know, yeah, like if you really love racing, it's gonna it's gonna tickle your boxes. But it is a map game now. It's not necessarily just a racing game. The DLC um, wasn't. Um, yeah, the, the, the uh, Wheels was fun. I, I I did blast through a few bits yeah, of if that. If they push that style of progression more, because they started going that way with a lot of the stuff and having these specific things on each expedition. But yeah, by the end, once you have your expedition, you've got this insane map. So at least it wasn't at the beginning like it was with 4, yeah. where in 4 you just immediately had map bar f- for icons everywhere. Map bar. I just, I just want P- PGR back, but that's another topic for another show. One, <laughs> one day. One day, my friend. Someday. One day it might come back. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, Deathloop uh, is arriving on PS Plus. Uh, extra. The extra tier. Um, mm. Still no news of uh Deathloop appearing you know that one year was it one year is the rumored it said it will not appear on any other consoles before September 14th of 2022 I wonder if it you know it must be so frustrating to own that you know as Microsoft slash Bethesda and just not be able to say a goddamn thing because Mm. of because of an agreement you made prior to acquiring them that must be I do wonder if it's going to appear at some point like It'd be very cool, right, for for the Xbox crowd that haven't been able to play that yet, or you know, the single console gamer that hasn't been able to play that. I I haven't picked it up. I was, I was waiting for it to arrive on on my Xbox, and I'll I'll certainly give it a go when it does. But yeah, it's coming to PS Plus Extra. Um, interesting timing. 
mm-hmm. of that as we're approaching that year out. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. We're the only thing there. we know from their contracts is the Capcom one, mm-hmm. and I doubt, I can't yeah. see Bethesda having signed a contract like that. Like the, the two-year contract just sort of said, yeah. "You, yeah, you have control over Resident Evil's entire future for five million dollars of advertising." Like that, I cannot imagine Bethesda doing that at all. Yeah, and and an extra year of you know an extra year for not to not be on Game Pass doesn't. It, and they get for, first like first negotiating rights, and they get to right. know what other companies offered, and then counter that. Like it, it's that doesn't even sound legal, let alone yeah normal. So, but the thing is, they won't be able to say anything until the fifteenth, right? So we're just going to have to uh, maybe the fourteenth because that was 14th, the date. Yeah. That was the date on the like the first trailer, or I can probably find it. Um, I, I mean, surely it will appear in the store like a little while beforehand if it's going to appear. Like the I store, think, always I literally needs. don't think they can say it. I don't think that they can say anything about Deathloop until then, and that one is so like legally binding um, that I that might be the one time they don't leak something themselves. <laughs> Oh, they're pretty bad at it. They probably will. Go figure. Go figure. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, I mean, oh, there's so, there's the big topics, I think, this week are probably the, the, the acquisition uh, UK arm, the CMA, doing some, some interesting analysis. Um, but I want to get, I want to get, save the big meaty topic. So what else? Uh, Nintendo and PlayStation shows, maybe, apparently, maybe. Yeah, Grub, Grub is, uh, Grub and Telcato. Um, um, Mike Minotti are, are pretty bullish on there being a September Nintendo Direct, which I think there has been for the past couple of years. So Fair. they're not really going out on a huge limb. Um, so, I mean, they are flat out saying there will be a Direct this month. Interesting. And but we don't know if pretty reliable. PlayStation are having a show at all. I mean, they've got to be promoting, they've got to get the gears going on promoting Ragnarok a bit more, right? It's, been... the, it's on the cover of Game Informer, and there's four minutes of gameplay. Ooh. Which also, yeah. So, but I mean, it's it's a sequel to a game that came out not that long ago. So I think in their minds, like we don't need to show a ton, especially no. if there's any story elements or anything. Like they'll just show some stuff from the beginning, and they know it'll be enough because people will expect that game to be great again. The yeah. last few times, didn't they wait? They waited until weeks before they they were launching <clears throat> one of those games to uh, run one of their promotional shows for them, right? So, yeah, I, actually... I would. Ex- prefer the shorter marketing cycle nowadays i hate these six month ramp ups and you know yeah. give it to me all a week or two weeks before and then boom the game's here it's much much nicer the, but, the red um, ball stuff's been pretty good i think like it's the higher level stuff for now and then once i think once they get close then we'll start getting like more of an active general push yeah well i, there, I think the reason they've done that for Redfall is if you think back to when it was initially shown, everyone was like, oh, they forced Arcane to do a Left 4 Dead ripoff, you know? And they had that leak where it was very incomplete, and so people thought that's yeah. what it looked like. Yeah. And I feel like they've been very deliberate in being like, yeah, hey, actually, it's it's not. It's 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 an Arcane game. It just happens to be that you can play with your pals and, and you know, and do it in this way. And then they've, they've been very deliberate in showing why that's a good thing. Um, I quite like it, you know, that those kind of, like, extra sneak peeks, because... They're not showing off 
huge, huge chunks, but they're just giving you a general feel. And the more I see of Redfall, the more I'm really, really looking forward to playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely going to be on the list. Uh, hopefully, Microsoft. We need four that. review codes, please. Yes, please. Well, and <laughs> then, and, play together. And that's a game that they really do need to figure out how to ramp up. Like Arcane has never been able to figure out how to advertise a game properly ever. Yeah, I mean, even with <laughs> like, Deathloop, Sony did advertise it really well, and it still didn't set the world. Yeah, they, they struggle. The, it's like, how do you really communicate what those games are? Because you really have to play them. You have to get into the. You have to get into the sandbox, into that loop. Uh, you know, immersive sims are really hard to explain on paper or make look really interesting in a promotional video. And so I think it is going to take them some time to, to try to build that, build that up. I, I, I don't think they've shown it that well so far though, to be honest, it's nice when they've talked about it, but when they've shown it that I think the average public still looks at it as a left for dead game, you know? In the yeah. Videos. But maybe that's a good thing. It will, it will, yeah. it will hoodwink yeah. those unsuspecting masses thinking they're just sure. going to get a co-op blaster and then they'll, oh no, there's stealth and we have to think about our actions and boom, mm-hmm. suddenly they, congrats. Just played I do wonder how much, how much do they need to directly market games versus marketing that these games are on Game Pass and you can just drive them there. Like yeah. there, there's, a, there's a different balance for them compared to other companies with the way they're putting everything they make directly into that um, service day one. Yeah. Absolutely. What are you doing, Abe? Your cat behind I, you again? I, there you go. No, I'm trying to fix this damn lighting. It's like it is. I I don't know what is going on here. It is. You're just a, you're just a bright bright white person. I am. I, this is the whitest I've ever been in my life. Well, I mean, you're making up for Nick, who before he got his new MacBook looked like a ghost most episodes. I I cannot figure out what that. This is nothing is working. I, I I'm just gonna give up. Nothing is working. Your TV's uh, normally on behind you. That might change the way it's. Uh, if you've got Maybe. a white browser, put everything in dark mode because it's the white glare off the monitor that's that's doing you doing you a disservice, mate. So if you've it's got the a, light in front of your face, in other words, yeah, that. Oh. Um, so we've got those shows. Uh, Tokyo Game Show is coming up. Microsoft uh, are, are doing some things. We've actually got some neat stuff uh, that pre. Not co-streaming that one. That's at five a.m. <laughs> What? That one. Come on, man. Hard time. Yeah. Half, half, half. But we've got some cool um, Patreon goodies, which will stick up for the Tokyo Game Show. So I'll put them uh, in there today for people to download and grab. Um, there's just some cool phone backgrounds and, and stuff that Prejag was just having fun um, with the Xbox logo. Um, so I had that much talent to have fun like that. I wish I could just casually make something that good looking. He He's incredible at what he does, mm. to be fair. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, mad, mad love to the pre-drag. Um, big shout out to that man. Um, so yeah, we'll stick them up, and then we will we'll put them on Twitter as well. But we'll give them to our patrons first because you know we love our patrons. Funnily enough, they, those guys uh, help us do stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, much love to them and all of that jazz. Um, and then the only other thing was Pax uh, Matt Booty, the booty drop. Uh, he did a little Q and A at PAX. There's some tidbits there, some interesting bits and pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of particular note was he was asked about um, Fable and Playground working on it, and you know when they can show it. And uh, I, I'm going to just try and dig out the, the direct quote now, but effectively he was like, uh, "I really want to show it. The team has made it very clear I'm not allowed to show anything on Fable until they say they're ready. The craft and dedication Playground Games brought to Forza Horizon." Every bit of that will be applied to Fable. They get it. I mean, 
Ooh, a British studio making a traditionally British-led mm-hmm. uh, action RPG. Uh, you, you know, loved the original Fables. I really can't wait to see what they pull off. I just hope it isn't a map game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine that if it's another map game? Yeah, no. hopefully not. Hopefully it's something a little more like in- innovative. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's nice to hear. It was nice to hear Booty talk about some of the things. I thought the most interesting one was actually for me was talking about State of Decay because they were talking about the uh, coalition helping out and th- for for people that haven't really played it because it's janky state of decay has a really interesting like syst- the systems and game design are really unique uh, i don't think there's anything else like it on the market and i and it's and still the thing- huge yeah it, it, we put up one article for it that was like more as many page views as we get in a week sometimes it was uh yep it was they they are very very into that franchise it it gives me a lot of vibes and i know i'm not going to say it's going to be on this level but i i remember playing morrowind on the og xbox and like how like the kind of the fan base for that kind of reminds me of the state of decay fan base today where you had this really janky game you know it wasn't super polished it wasn't the prettiest game it didn't it really animate up. the best it was really ugly, actually, but it was very unique at that time, you know, and they still are. I mean, Bethesda like still really aren't replicated, uh, but it was one of those games that really stood out uh, among everything else. And, and if you like that game, you weren't getting your fill anywhere else. And I think State of Decay is very similar. So just like with like Skyrim sort of hitting that tipping point for Bethesda, I'm hoping that you know with with the support they got with this animation studio using the unreal engine 5 the biggest issue they've had is animations and graphics and polish right so if they can get that stuff right i think i think state of decay could be one of those games this generation that takes that giant step that uh that's in microsoft's portfolio becomes yeah, a I, the way, go on, go on, the way they rebuilt the engine twice essentially like just completely the amount of dedication to that one when it was released when was it 2017 or so and it's been or five years and it's not anywhere near the same game as it was when they launched it it was buggy it was ugly it was missing a lot of stuff it was really hard to play co-op it would get dropped all the time oh, to i hate the co-op yeah. i'm so it, disappointed it, yeah. in the co-op and it, you play it's it now janky. and it's like it's night and day which might mm-hmm. be the similar to something we talk about in a little bit where it took time for a very small studio in comparison to just sort and even with like a leadership change in the middle of it all. And yeah, it's, it's been just to get one it right. hell of a journey. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get it to a and, point now where it, I think it's legitimately very good. And I still think, I still think back to when Phil was on, was on the show and, and, you know, we said what mm-hmm. game you were looking forward to. And he called out state of the K3. He was like, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen what those teams are doing. We're like, Ooh, you know, I wasn't expecting that, but there, there's a no. lot of, uh, fans of that series out there um yeah you, ha- you have to look beyond you have to look beyond the surface sometimes and see the bubble see yeah see that gem that's like underneath it and, and like i said it it is unique if they can if they can bring that to the mainstream i think they got they got something pretty big yeah. down the road so the, the other big tip bit as well uh was matt on the initiative um you know when when we heard crystal dynamics was was working on the game and and oh you know the initiative was only 50 people what the hell you know everyone freaked out a little bit and then obviously embracer have recently completed their acquisition of all of uh square enix's western studios so i think that's uh crystal dynamics i lost montreal um i can't remember what the other one was i'm sure there's a third 
help me out anyone it was another i think it was another, it was another Idos. Idos. yeah yeah but they're, they're theirs now. But Matt Booty said, uh, you know, we have the initiative doing a big partnership with Crystal Dynamics, and he read online that there's a problem with that or something. And it's actually quite the opposite. We have this veteran AAA team available and working with us at Crystal Dynamics, so of course we want to work with them. I mean, okay, cool. Um, mm -hmm. Still very curious to see what Perfect Dark actually ends up being. Is it? Is it just a... He said it was like just a another mix FPS? of Bond and yeah, he, he had a quote about like the feeling of it. I think it was like about it's like a mix of Bond and um, Christ. I can't remember the other thing now. I shouldn't brought it up. Well, it was yeah. a spiritual successor to Wick. 007. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, like on the surface or like uh, the bullet points on it have always sounded really cool. Like that's why I was excited about Perfect Dark, not because we knew anything about. <laughs> what the initiative was going to do with it but you know just the fact that it is a spiritual successor to james bond so you got you know this james bond character in the cyberpunk world with aliens and you know all this other stuff you know uh, going on so uh, a lot of potential with it like even even the one that was pretty terrible <laughs> on the uh 360 you know you saw there was like little components of it you're like oh they could have done something pretty cool with this with this universe uh they just it just uh it was a gamecube game that came over uh and it wasn't you know didn't really uh meet the expectations of next gen but the pro i think with that kind of game we probably won't know whether that's going to be anything to get excited about until that gets way closer because it's a new ip and uh obviously it's you know, I, I I hear what he's saying, but but we 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 know that a lot of times these AAA games don't come together till late. Uh, so right now, I would just say it's probably like I don't know how you how he would even make a prediction on it. You know where it's going to land at this point. But again, a, a talented studio backing him up with Crystal Dynamics. They they do know how to execute technically, and so if the people that he's retained from a game design standpoint can put it together, there's still a lot of potential there. So still excited about it. Absolutely, absolutely. So yes, yeah, so that's generally most of the most of the news of the week, apart from the two big topics. So uh, mm. let's have some fun first before we, we before we go into the negative death spiral. Uh, let's have some fun mm. and talk about uh, the Activision Blizzard King acquisition. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Phil sending messages to Jimbo, um, the CMA's decision. Uh, lots of interesting discussion here. Um, you know, so so for those that have been living under a rock or not been paying attention, uh, the UK's uh, financial governing body, um, the CMA, um, have made their initial phase one decision and they're like, yeah, we've got some concerns. And I, I, I'm, again, referring to the wonderful Idas on uh, Resetera, who did a great summary. But in short, in a nutshell, and I'm quoting Idas here, who summarized this nicely, they're saying that Azure, Windows, and Activision Blizzard King and Xbox content combination with cloud gaming being the future could be a move too powerful to allow it to progress without concessions. Um, markets where a substantial lessening of competition could happen are gaming consoles, multi-game subscription services, and cloud gaming services, and Microsoft have until September the 8th to provide certain guarantees and this is when it then came out that phil had written to uh jim ryan um at playstation with regards to call of duty and keeping it uh, on playstation for several here's, here's the fun quote several more years after the expiration of the current deal so 
What, what does several mean in your country? <laughs> Two? <laughs> three? Uh, <laughs> whatever whatever you want it to mean, I think. Right. Means. <laughs> it means we are not going to commit to full-time or forever, and yeah. Sony wants in perpetuity, and so pretty much the CMAs... Like, Tom Warren broke it down a bunch, and it really reads like they're just regurgitating what Sony... Um, well, that's why you you mentioned Reset Era had a good summary. I almost thought Reset Era wrote it <laughs> for, for the CMA. <laughs> like, did they just give this over to the CMA and the CMA just posted it? On, on Who knows? Like, so much Who of knows? it is about, it, it's not even like, it just read like this will make it so that it's harder for Sony to mm. continue to compete. But it's like Sony's already, but the Sony's market the market leader. leader. So, right. like, competition is them constantly fighting each other to be the you know, market get leader. more like you're just saying well it's not a, it's not fair if sony's it reads like they're saying it's not fair if sony's not the market leader yeah yeah there's a, there's a good quote here the cmi is concerned that having full control over this powerful catalog especially in light of microsoft's already strong position in gaming consoles operating systems and cloud infrastructure could result in microsoft harming consumers by impairing sony's ability to compete as well as that of other existing rivals with potential new entrants wait a minute harming the competitors ability to compete who's been doing that for the last 20 years uh anyone any sony takers nintendo, they made, sony <laughs> and nintendo made their bones doing that like that's that's how it works oh it's the weirdest so... argument man it's fine. Oh, well, yeah, I, I don't think it's really anything. Uh, the, the fact that it's going to second level, I, 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 I've always, <laughs> I've always thought this that the idea that this was going to get closed quickly was was a little bit um, too optimistic, just because all these government agencies, there's, there's very th few things that different sides of the political party agree on in America or the UK. Uh, but the one thing that they do seem to come together on is their fear of big tech, like big owning. Tech. Yeah, yeah, big big tech like basically dividing the world up into five pieces and like amongst themselves and then telling you know giving everybody else scraps. So that's like the 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 thing is is whether you're uh you know in the U.S. or the U.K. you know in order to to just be showing that you're doing your job it, when you have a sixty nine billion dollar acquisition by a big tech company and it is in an industry that is going through like uh you know a lot of technology changes is and it is on the yep tra transitions and it is on the the gaming industry is kind of like on that the leads a lot of times in tech changes right uh and is really going to be leading a lot in terms of the cloud and and uh in, now you have this subscription model uh being uh, you know the coming into play in in gaming that they're they're doing their jobs by taking it another level and at least taking a look they i think they need to do that just to to sell to the the general people out there um, who don't really know too much about console wars or or, or even <laughs> the future of gaming, you know that hey they're doing their job. Um, the fact that this is what they wrote though tells me there's not a lot. <laughs> it's this like if this is the best you can come up with to take it to. Schools. Yeah, it, it does feel like that, right? Like it is it is like, all right, let's try to grab everything out of the air that we can and try to mishmash it and like, you know, here here's the best that we got right now. And it doesn't really 
you know, it doesn't really bode well, I think, for Sony that, that this is what they wrote to take it to that next level. Because I would assume this is probably a similar argument that you have behind the scenes in probably every area. So, you know, where where does where as uh, Sony or anybody who's going to object to this, like, where do you go? Uh, let me show you how to connect all the dots to get to that point in the future where this is going to harm consumers. It's obviously it's not the $10 subscription right away, right? So uh, it's not the fact that they are lowering barriers on, you know, getting to the consumer right away. Uh, you know, like, where does where do you get it? Like, where do you oh, kind of that's a strong yeah. word? Yeah, and that's their job. Their, their job isn't to protect companies it's to protect us. It's to, it's to say that we don't want Microsoft to come in and become a monopoly and then event, you know, you can lower prices, get rid of the competition, then you can raise them to whatever you want and take away options. That's what they got to that's what they got to um, look for. The problem is is that when you start moving down that road that that where Microsoft becomes more and more powerful, that's that whole paradigm is where you bring down all the walls where somebody like Amazon can buy EA and be a platform like right away, right? Like they yeah. could basically have a competing subscription within a few months. If I mean, well, as soon as they close the deal, something that big. So it really, it, it's a, it's a struggle when, when, uh, when every time you start moving down that direction, you show that there's more developers, more potential for, for platform competition, more ways for people to kind of enter into the market, uh, so yeah, I don't think there's really a case there. I just uh, and for Microsoft, I, I, and Sony, I, I don't really think this is about stopping the deal. I think what Sony's trying to do is just give us the best you know concession on paper that we can get. Uh, and Mike and Microsoft doesn't. I don't think they really need to put anything down on paper. It's like yeah, take us to court. Uh, we'll give you Call of Duty uh, for this generation because you're just gonna. For us, it's it's the real exclusive as we move forward is going to be game pass it's yeah. going to be the cloud and and it go ahead and help us build this brand so as we move into the next step and subscriptions become more powerful you've only helped us you know continue to build that up yeah um, considering there's two years on the current deal and then several years afterwards yeah okay oh look now it's time for the the next generation yeah. of consoles and now Let's call of duty is a launch exclusive blah 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 you know mm -hmm. like, it's it's one way to make bank right and, and one of the other quotes in here that i really really laughed at was um the cma believes the merger could allow microsoft to make abk content including call of duty exclusive to xbox or game pass or otherwise degrade its rivals access to abk content such as by delaying releases or imposing licensing price increases delaying releases delaying releases like exclusive strikes in destiny <laughs> or delaying releases like exclusive modes for a year in call of duty D right. you know delaying things you know like yeah one of them is already is doing loop that coming it's i mean it's laughable in in my humble opinion and look i'm not a solicitor i have no legal basis but if I look at it, and yes, I'm aware that, you know, if we rewind 10 years with the 360 gen, Microsoft did the whole, you know, month early access. You know, they were, they were, mm. but it, that's the laughable part of this is all of these things happen already in marketing deals. But yeah, you're concerned that because they own them, they don't have to play ball anymore. So yeah. We it, saw what Xbox said in Brazil. They said it pretty flatly. They, Came out swinging pretty hard and had redacted parts, which I imagine are 
a lot of the things that they learned seeing all of Bethesda's contracts for exclusivity, yep. seeing all of all of Activision's, like Call of Duty, they have an entire department at Sony that works on Call of Duty, and the deals they have with Call of Duty are incredibly restrictive, and they're always very long. And their stuff with Activision on Destiny was supposed to be a year, and then they'd extended a year. Right at the end. Oh, the, you're going to be getting these strikes and what? No, never mind. Sorry, it's been extended another year. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't wait. it get extended to the point where the strikes that want, people wanted to play on Xbox for Destiny One came out after Destiny Two had released on the original on the Xbox? I think it might have been <laughs> yeah. close because it was like they were supposed to come with Rise <laughs> of Iron, which was like the last hurrah before the forced sequel. And yeah, but um, uh, yeah, so that's why. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Jesse. Go ahead. It, yeah, it's just like we know how. Focus, like Microsoft said, Sony's major, um, like their goal on most of these things is to use third-party exclusivity to try and, you know, drive customers choosing their platform. And so mm-hmm. to say it's unfair for Xbox to do that in return is is just ridiculous. It's not going to hold up. And even no. I believe Dio Game on our forums and in the Discord has repeatedly stated that the most they could even have a concession for is 10 years. So it's like the most Mm. Sony can win out of this is getting Xbox to say, okay, to 10 years of COD staying multi-platform. Which does that then get covered by Warzone 2? Does that mean it has to be every Call of Duty release? Like it's super, it's games are so nebulous and there's so many different versions of the same thing that like that, Red, like they just they don't understand gaming and they just were repeating Sony's issues verbatim because no one else has really had a problem because no one else is really upset and they kind of want this to go through so they don't have to fight against a yearly COD release. Like a lot of other third parties are like, yeah, go ahead. Now we don't have to worry about COD every single year because Xbox will do it every two or three. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably good for yeah, you're you're right. And I didn't even think about that. It's probably good for no one cares but Sony. Right, like it's 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 probably going to be it's going to give the other other studios other competitors more breathing room to kind of get in there, um, you know. And and in the other you know aspect of this, you know that, that you know that's interesting. Like when you think about the ten year thing, I think the thing that people don't think about as well though is that it's not just. Um, you know, a lot of people are looking at this like it's checkers, like it's just about this particular deal. It, it's not just this deal. It's it's and it's not even chess. It's like a you got a season of chess coming up where it's like they like we already know Satya Nadella has come out and said that they are going to add more. And when Satya Nadella talks about adding more, he's not talking about million dollar companies. He's talking about billion dollar companies generally. Uh, you know, Phil's already talked about shoring up weaknesses. We know there's going to be more. And so I think what they're, what they're both probably trying to fight for is like the least, the less Microsoft have to, have to give in here, the the better off they're going to be as they kind of move forward. Uh, and the more that Sony kind of gets here, the more pr- they protect themselves. And then yeah. as they as a publicly traded corporation, I think they just want some assurities because it does help ease the investors to go like, okay, we got some time to figure this out, you know? So they, they want something on paper just for that aspect. And Sony has to carry that corporation's earnings. They're one of the few really profitable parts of it. Yeah. And it's interesting as well. I was thinking like there, I think as well, one of the big reasons Microsoft don't want it to go into like a phase two or phase three or a, you know, really deep investigation, not because they have anything to hide, but I have a feeling that you're absolutely right in that they do want to make other moves. And right mm-hmm. now, 
you know, from an acquisition point of view, they're not going to do a thing until this is done. They're not going to they're not going to announce, hey, mm-hmm. we're acquiring X, Y, Z until this is through, complete, signed, right. sealed, and delivered. And I think they're probably looking at this, you know, the the shift that they arguably started in the market where, you know, lots of the larger independent studios and even now publishers are being snapped up by mm-hmm. these billion dollar corporations. Yeah. Um, they can't now compete until this one is done. Now, granted, this one's a big one, um, but they, they I, I have a feeling like, for example, Embracer with Crystal Dynamics, mm-hmm. Microsoft couldn't do that because of this. They missed, right. they missed out on it. And I, I have a sneaky suspicion if, if the Activision one either hadn't been announced or was already done and dusted, they would have they would have bought those three studios. Boom, that's yep. three Western studios, pedigree. And, and right. you know, with the IPs, like it's a no-brainer for Microsoft. They would instantly do that. Oh, With great. WB We've got our in this full, um, WB's in like a full-on, we need money, we need to cut costs. And that yeah, Microsoft will probably circle. Yeah, now would be the time to try and go for those. They're, yeah. WB is it, desperately it, trying to stop losing money. And, and this is the market to try to sell in as well. So, yeah, I mean, so if Microsoft has their sights on other studios, whether they're big or small, whether we'll get into like, you know, certain affinities <laughs> soon, there's a lot of things out there that, that could get snatched up that could, that could you know, damage. Uh, or, Are there or, any or other 10 person mobile teams they can snatch yeah, up? Yeah, that, that we'll have to keep allowing those to keep going. That was a weird <laughs> so, one. I mean, I'm, it's cool. It's just, it was. It's uh, it 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 is Sony diversifying. I think they know they have to to start not putting all their eggs in the console basket long term, uh, and that's that that's a smart thing. I also think that's why Microsoft doesn't care about leaving Call of Duty on the PlayStation Five because uh, Sony is going to be launching all these gas games. They don't want to create a vacuum right now that's going to you know make one of those things blow up. You know to kind of fill that uh, long term. So. Um, but they don't. I th- but it doesn't make sense for them also to be committed to the PS6 because we don't know what what the relevance of the console is going to be in general or what Sony is going to be in general. That we don't you know, even all know that what the sales what, numbers really are. Architecture, right? right. Yeah, you don't I mean, know. You don't know what the architect. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff is open questions. You don't want to get kind of hamstrung. Uh, it's stuck into things that make no sense down the road, right? So if they go with some crazy, I mean, I don't think they would, but if they went with some crazy architecture that's going to take a long time to, to develop for and cost a lot of money to, you know, now you have to expand your teams to to port it over. That may not that that could be a factor, right? So you don't want to lose any of that leverage uh, going forward. And uh, you know, going back to this, at the end of the day, I just you know uh, the the best the the best shot that Sony or anybody would have at I think blocking these types of things. Uh, what they're usually focused on with tech is looking at like emerging industries, like things. Big tech companies generally have all the data. They know all the trends. They 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 work with all these businesses. They know where they they know where markets are going. They have a tendency to see that and just jump in and kind of own things before they ever they ever really get mature. And so, the 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 one place that that they could focus here is on the gaming subscription. But the problem is there is is that we already seen it with. TV subscriptions with you know Netflix is when you establish that market, people will jump in afterwards. So there's nothing really stopping Sony from even competing in that market long term. I mean, either. they have Microsoft can say right now they've got more subs in their sub service than we do. They yeah, put out I numbers mean, that are way higher. So. Yeah, yep. so we do it's, have it's, a. Uh, we've got a hell of a super chat. I love it. Oh, okay, okay. okay. What do we got? What do we got? 
<laughs> Randall Thorne. No, Nick. Yeah, no. It's, it's, it's just the uh, you know. This is going to be the quickest Xbox Era podcast there ever was. There ever was. <laughs> don't ever say Abel. that when OBM's around. No. Even with I, even with Abel, mm. I'm confident that we're going to be below two hours, like easy. Like we're already at the last topic before we jump into community questions in 50 minutes, people. Come on. How, how long did our you had me at Halo podcast go? Uh... <laughs> yeah, they never, they, there'll be a short one and then we end up going for like two uh, so so Ryan, uh since uh nick's not here for the rumor mill do you want to start any rumors about nick uh that's I, the, uh, the that's rash the, the rash he he does need to get it sorted um it's spread it's spread <laughs> you know so go to the doctor nick um but seriously it's father's day in in australia next uh tomorrow um so you know happy father's day to all the aussie dads out there um have a nice relaxing sunday probably watching some football go pies or whatever nick says i don't know uh <laughs> greek things uh tiramisu's tasty i don't know let's get, let's get a greek flag coffee. flying it's not a knife <laughs> melbourne's the best um etc etc mvg's um, here so we're hanging out oh yeah i forgot i saw mvg had landed in oz so uh hopefully mm. they do get a chance to catch up um and you look, I, we, let's let's talk about Halo. Let's get this. Let's get this done. Right. Let's let's All have right. this conversation. Here about? we go. Everybody. <laughs> oh, let's have this conversation uh, about Halo. Mm, Halo and mm. three four three. Um, so, in case you missed it, uh, the three four three Industries and the Halo Infinite development team uh, came out with a lengthy uh, video to tell us some news. Now, there, there's some some good news. There's some not so great news. Um, some of it is just, you know, neither overwhelming or underwhelming, just whelmed. Um, but let's let's go through it bit by bit, and then I think there's there's a couple of topics of discussion here. We, you know, the community has been a bit ablaze. Um, I've seen some mm. deliciously hot takes uh, out there. Uh, let's see if we can have a reasonable debate about game development. Oh, Nick's not here. We absolutely can. <laughs> Let me, let me put on my let me do my best neck impression. Is it though? You know, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So we've got we've got a new roadmap uh, from the guys at three four three. Recommend checking out the the YouTube video. But the nutshell: uh, the season three itself has been delayed till March instead uh of the forge beta releasing in september which i think was the original target date it's all been moved to be a part of the winter update which is on the game's one year anniversary uh of november 8th which is when the multiplayer i think dropped uh for hello infinite uh, as a surprise last year uh, as a part of this update the winter update we are getting the public forge beta uh, which will be live from that point forward until it's out of beta so however long that will take we are getting campaign network co-op and mission replay uh they're introducing a 30 tier free battle pass and the reason they're doing a free battle pass and not season three um 100 tier one is they are beta testing a new match xp system so you can think of this as effectively uh i did the most kills you know mvp of the match you get some bonus xp you completed the match you get some bonus xp you captured the most flags that kind of thing um and to get the pace of that correct and to make sure people don't just steamroll through 100 levels and that you know a, a battle pass feels 
reasonable and, and targeted to complete within the seasonal sort of 13-week time frame that they're gunning for. They're testing the cadence of the, the amount of XP they hand out as part of this uh, smaller free battle pass. And then on top of that, they are chucking in two new maps, which are Detachment and Argyle. Both of these have been made in Forge. So they are not developer-made. They are developer-made, but they're not with their own dev tools, with unique art assets. They are made using the same thing that we'll all get our hands on uh, on November the 8th. Um, they're also introducing some new game modes. So we're getting Covert One Flag, which is effectively a Spies versus Mercs type Halo mode with some invis cool. and some... It does sound yeah. interesting. I'm curious right. to try it. Um, we're getting a new Reach-themed winter contingency event during that free battle pass. Um, another one called... things that were missing from season one. Yeah, so they, they cut a lot of that content from season one to stick in and save it for, for, for yeah, this. It was a 120-tier battle pass when it was data mined, and then it came out, it was only 100. Yeah, so there's there's clearly some stuff that they've, they've pulled to one side, uh, as well as quality of life improvements. So let's, let's put a pause. That's what we're getting in November. What they snuck in in one line during that video was a little the, thing not big <laughs> just a just a teeny little one-liner sentence here uh <laughs> split screen co-op something that has been a staple of halo games until halo 5 um is no longer going to be released it's no longer being developed now this does go directly in contrary to a what they directly promised b quotes from bonnie ross about like oh we're never going to do that again we're going to definitely ship every halo game from now on with with split screen co-op um and to throw fuel on this already burning pyre of uh, uh anti-goodwill from the community um they can glitch their way into split screen co-op right now on the og xbox one and it does work now i can't speak towards performance uh in general like in the open 10 world frames per second at times yeah it's definitely it works great it, it's yeah uh -oh. i think youtube so, went down you still hear me right okay we're back oh on no YouTube. youtube is down hi youtube no youtube came right back so people might have seen a momentary pause and we're back oh Hello. Okay. i did see yeah, a momentary so, uh, pause yeah um, that was on youtube's end okay hmm. good um, so, so that's that's the nutshell. So this this is the one topic I, I you know I think we should spend a little bit of time on. Um, mm -hmm. I here's here's my thoughts. I haven't played split screen. I haven't wanted to share my screen since Halo Two. All right, I'm no longer 16, living in my parents' house with my younger brother and having to share a console. I'm a big boy now. I have my own stuff and I like to have my own screen real estate. However. They did make a promise and they did make a big hoo-ha about how that this must be a thing. And the fact that it is is out there working, I feel that just chucking that in there and hoping that, you know, that they'll just ignore the community's ranting about it until the noise subsides feels a little bit It was a self it was a kicking kicking yourself in the face. Like it it need it that is something that needed to give be given a proper explanation as to why. Yeah you're not doing it like they needed to right. it can't just be a line where we're shuffling resources essentially what it seems like but they didn't explain it is that they know how many people use it they know yeah. how they can assume how many people are going to use it and the amount of the team that it's going to take to make it work versus the return on how many people are going to actually do it isn't worth it for them at least mm. now 
while they're building up their pipeline for content. Like, yeah, it seems really obvious they're rebuilding this whole thing on the fly and mm. they just haven't ever until this. I, I think they started it in this video kind of saying, we know we've turtled too much and not talked. And then we've promised things and just not delivered. So we're going to stop promising and we're going to keep talking. And uh, like they know they just, they're rebuilt. They're they're putting the tracks down as the, the the train's still coming, and they they need to slow the train down to finally give themselves some leeway so they can actually get a good content pipeline. And things like split screen aren't worth it yeah. compared to other areas they're really struggling in. I, I I think you're right, and and Abe, I'm sure you have some thoughts on this, but I think you know rather than yeah, we're we're not going to do that anymore. That's effectively how Joe Staten delivered it. It was like, yeah, you know, we, we, we've decided to reassign that, that resource uh, to other more important tasks because the game needs some more love. You know, there's, there's so much stuff. You know, when I'm playing Halo Infinite and I'm getting shot from around a corner and I'm like, this never mm. used to happen to me in peer-to-peer networking on Halo 3 in 2007, or at right. least it didn't feel like it. Why right. is this now happening on a server-based game? Why am I getting given games with... 90 120 ping you know and arguably some of that is population based because they probably lost a huge number of players particularly on pc as a developer Mm. as a team looking at the list of problems if i've got fixing all of those things to make the game that the people are actually playing right now play well and that Mm. is their money maker that you know the the free to play bit is the thing that's going to get the priority do i do i assign 10 extra folks on to to getting all this done or do I assign 10 folks to make, you know, the 3% of the population that are going to use split screen co-op campaign worthwhile. I get the math of it, but it still doesn't detract from the fact that they should have taken the time to fully explain, you know, and even acknowledge, Oh yeah. Yeah. And we know people have glitched into it and it kind of works, but we, we assure you it's not ready for prime time. It's not ready for a full release. It's not something we're happy with. Here's the list of reasons why. It is something we'll revisit when we are allowed, but right now our focus is on fixing the bigger problems with the game. That That's what needed to be said, and I think it felt underhanded towards mm. the community to just one-liner it and hope that no one noticed. It felt cheap. It felt I, like yeah, a thing that Joe had never promised himself, and so like he <laughs> in his mind, it's just like, oh, yeah, we, we, this, we're not going to do this. But he's not the one that had promised everyone they were going to do it, so... yeah. It's one of those things where, you know, you just don't realize and you say something in a way you really shouldn't have. It's not malicious. It's just kind of dumb. Well, it was, it was probably the worst part of that entire video, in, in my opinion. And, and it, it wasn't just because of the news, because the news is going to affect very few people. And it wasn't just because they promised. It's just when you break a promise, you don't just like kind of just, I'm going to just throw it out there really fast in between a bunch of things and hope nobody picked it up. Like it, it was almost like the way it was presented. It was almost like, I hope nobody notices. Yeah. It was, it, <laughs> it, it felt it's sneaky. Like, slip this one in there, like sleight of hand, kind of like, maybe I got it through, you know, we're on to the next thing. And so, you know, that does feel like you're not reading the room a bit. Um, you know, most of the other stuff I thought, um, you know, there's one other thing that I think that caused some controversy, you know, most of the other stuff under the circumstances, I thought they were, you know, upfront about, and, and yeah, we, we, we know, um, three, four, three is, is, um, you know, when we kind of talk about halo, it's a, it's a roller coaster to kind of go through it. 
there is, you know, there's promises from people that are no longer there, uh, whether it was ray tracing or split screen, you know, promising a split screen when you don't even know what co-op's going to look like in the game. You don't even have the game foundation down yet. When, when they promised it, they this was well before they would have had anything designed on the game. They just were saying, throwing it out there. Uh, yeah. And then you're going to, people gonna, are still gonna... really like hankering for that. I'm like, what well, is just It's just a lightning effect, man. It's not that big a deal. Well, all <laughs> the, all, all these things just didn't make uh, like they, they're, they're like nice to haves in, in, in with the, today's technology, especially with the split screen, with all the different ways you can get together in your own household, especially with cloud stuff coming up. It makes sense why you'd make that hard decision. And and, and, uh, and 343 doesn't have unlimited uh, resources right now. I think they are, they've, uh, they've lost a lot of people, a lot of contractors. And uh, that's obviously probably a, a strategy mistake uh and having so many to begin with uh but they've lost a lot of horsepower and i have to assume too even once they are hiring again um that it's not going to be easy to get people in with the sort of temperature around halo right now like you're coming in it's like yeah i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be a fireman i'm just gonna run into that burning house right now and it's not you know this this is probably uh, you know a time where they do have to be urgent and really prioritize things correctly. And I've said this on our Halo show for the last uh, few episodes that I, I get the content thing. You're not living up to the live service promise. None of this is this is um, none of this is meeting the expectations of either the live service fans, uh, what they expect, what they've come to expect from more established franchises, or the Halo fans that aren't really getting the the basic features that we're used to having in the first year of a Halo game. Uh, so you're not really satisfying either group right now. And I've said, you know, for the last few shows that they really just need to, the fundamentals to me are even more important than the content because you, st you start throwing out the content uh, and you get people to come back and they start feeling the, the, what's going on with the net code, you know, this progression system that's not going to be in place until March, you know, this, uh, you know, like the, the, uh, you know, be, be the performance of the PC, like everybody I've talked to who's a PC player says they can't, they couldn't, they stopped playing it a long time ago before the content because it didn't play well on there. And, and the, you know, there's just, there's, there's, it's right now, like it just like in-game stats, like stuff that was in Halo Five on day one, you could, you could, uh, if you played against the team, you could click on somebody and you could see what their general stats were for the season. So even if they were unranked for that season, you could see overall where they were. Yeah. You yeah. knew the progression of people you're playing with. Like all this stuff, it's it's all real basic fundamental stuff, and they got to nail that before you ever even try to revive the game with really cool and interesting content and stuff. So I do think under the circumstances. Um, how we could talk about you know how did three four three how did you get here i mean they, obviously a lot of mistakes right um but it, going forward if for anybody that wants to see the game succeed i think the that really the the thing is is you have to hope that joe staten who's taken over uh right before the game was supposed to originally launch and the people that he's been putting in place uh which are very key positions that have changed over very recently you yeah, have to get there's been a lot had, of turnover a lot of them i mean you know jerry hook was you know i, I, I won't name drop here but there's a lot of key names there's a lot of key names you go through them uh key names that were 343 or 343 people for a while 
responsible for the game design, you know, this, this, the story, the, like everything. And, and, and a lot of those have been turned over. And I think it's, I, and I don't think that's really trying to throw people who've left under the bus because I don't know all the circumstances. But I, what I think it does show is that um, for, whatever, for whatever the reasons, regardless of whose decision it was to, to go, the people that are coming through now are going to be same people, right? Like it's going to be his vision. And yeah. uh, these are going to be people. And this is somebody when people say, well, 343 doesn't understand Halo. I've seen that on Twitter, probably every other Twitter post. It's like <laughs> Joe, Stain, Joe Stain is he is the guy like like the buck stops with him with the game. Yeah, Bonnie Ross is over the studio. He's over the game. He's deciding who's coming in. He's, uh, you know, you know, and he's bringing it. What Max Hoberman and certain affinities coming in. Uh, that's the guy who did. If you're going to ma- build a route, Mount Rushmore of of people for Halo over time, uh, Staten and Hoberman are probably up in your top four did, or five people. Didn't right? I see Paul Paul Batone? Yeah, he's back. Rejoined. I mean, he's. Uh, this is the thing. You've yes, we've seen key people leave. But I've also seen lots of legacy Bungie names. Jerry Hook was old school Bungie. Um, yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion, you know, that big turnover of people leaving, uh, you know, and again, this is all conjecture from us, right? But, um, you know, is this is this an element of cleaning house? Is this an element of people burnt out after a very, very Probably clearly all all uh, turbulent development period? Uh, maybe a mixture of the two, right? Um, yeah. But you're absolutely right in that Joe's now, you know, lead, he's in charge of the game, not the studio, the game. Uh, right. He he's making the calls on what's important, what gets fixed. Um, you know, there's. I understand the criticism that three four three plays. You know, and, and I'm in a, a unique position. I've I've got to meet a huge number of folks that that work there, particularly on the community team um, and the Forge teams. Um, I've met Jerry Hook before he left. You know, uh, I met Chris Lee before he left. Um, you know, they it was the love for the series is the same across the board that we all have. Right. Mm-hmm. Are uh, which, you sure? Which, I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying that they hate, hate they <laughs> clearly hate Halo. I think the it's more, it it. It, there seems to be clearly some sort of, you know, process management process, something like that, that, that is, is getting in the way of being able to realize results. Um, and and I think what we're seeing is Joe Staten cleaning that house a little bit. Some hard truths are being told, mm-hmm. and yeah, this this is the reality. This is where they're at. Yeah, we need to fix all these things. They they've bled players on PC, absolutely mm. bled players on PC. You know, it, it doesn't work well. It's yeah, it's dropped. Ha- it's massively. weird. You have to find the minimum and maximum and set it the same. So like, it works really well if I set both at ninety five frames per second. If I set one to sixty and one to one twenty, it just runs like shit. But if I set it around a hundred, I get a hundred the entire time. It's yeah. like it's almost coded like it's a console, and you need that target that it's mainly going to hit, and it, it can't actually fluctuate between the two, even though that works on the one twenty hertz mode on Xbox. So I don't know. Well, you know, going back to what you're saying there, uh, John, because I think you brought up a good point, and it reminds me of an interview that I, I think I mentioned this before. I know I've mentioned on you had me at Halo, but Josh Holmes, when he left the studio afterwards, they, you know, he did a, he did an, he was on a podcast, and they were talking to him about his his time at three four three, and and he talked about both with Halo four and five. Uh, you know, three four three was trying to try to put their own identity and their own stamp on it. They had people in the room, uh, and this is pretty well known that we're not. We're not 
Halo guys. They and the they reason that shady guys. Or... Yeah, it was intentional, right? Like they wanted to find a way to sort of like you know change the formula a little bit. And you know he said that both for four and five, they um, there was a lot of the, I guess to. to the best way I can describe it, because I don't remember his exact verbiage, but it was like there was too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Like they, there's, there's, there's difference of, of, of ideas and, and ways that it should go. And then what would happen in both of those times was uh, they would start to run out of time. And then the scope, the, the big vision that both, that everybody had would just kind of come down to try to fit into, get something out because we have this hard deadline that happened both times. And I think it's, we have a lot of evidence that happened again this time as they changed over leads, right? Uh, yeah. And st staying coming in at the end. So th there's that, you know, we know that they've had, they've Microsoft relied on contractors a lot. I think, I can't remember if Ed, Ed Free said it here or somewhere else, but he um, said that Microsoft in the past used to use contractors as a way to kind of work around headcount. And yep. so I, th I think under old Xbox, under the Microsoft, Myra's in no budget for, 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 you know, for the, we're going to have this small gaming division, but we're going to keep Halo Gears and Forza because they make us money. Um, you know, under that, they had, a, they relied heavily on contractors, which built in a lot of tech debt within that, you know, within that engine. And so all that stuff kind of compounded. It's not just this like one, this one thing that just happened over the last couple of years, it's something that's really built up over 10 years of different, you know, and, and it's all kind of culminates. And so I think like whoever's here now, you got to work through that engine. Eventually you have to figure out how to get people to stay at, you know, get the people that fit under Joe's vision, stay with the vision, know what you're going to do. Don't, you know, don't go in the million different spots and try to appease everybody. You're going to have to just say, you know, Microsoft has got plenty of studios and, and other, you know, games here. We're, we're going to just pick this lane for Halo. Uh, yeah. let's, let's stay with this vision. Let's get this feeling right. And let's get the engine up so it's efficient. And let's keep our employees. And you're not going to get any of that stuff with, you know, when I hear a lot of, a lot of the feedback, oh, give it over to it. It's like, it, like it really wants to walk into this, this shithole. Yeah, right Doom 2016 <laughs> yeah, really like, set the world get, on get, fire. Get, get, give them slip space and see what happens there. Yeah. If you, I, yeah. You know, I, I get what you mean. Sense. I think, um, I think that, you know, look, the bones of the game are good. Right. And I think yes, every Halo are. fan Very knows good. that the, 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 there is an, and I think that is partly probably what drives the amount of frustration. It's like, you, you know, the campaign was great. Like it mm -hmm. wasn't the best campaign. You know, if I, if I look on it back on it now, I'm like, there are parts of me that are like, where is the, the moment that the scarab comes over the yeah. cliff from Agreed. Halo? Like we're, we're, we're 10 years later, more than 10 years later. Why haven't I had a moment like that since, you know, why mm -hmm. haven't I had the drop pod moment? Like, but it, it, in terms of moment to moment combat, that 30 seconds of fun loop, it, it, they nailed that, right? right. So the campaign Agreed. was good. The art style was good. Um, Music. The open world worked. The grapple was a fantastic addition to Halo. Like, who who knew? Um, you know, th there's lots of really, really neat stuff. Um, yeah, you can clearly see that the, the campaign was affected by uh, scope in that we only got one kind of place, you know, the Pacific Northwest to kind of fight in. Where's my snow? Where's my deserts? Where's, you know, mm. where's my galaxy-spanning adventure? Yes, some some quirks but the multiplayer particularly is is great and the stuff that i i i guess i'm equally frustrated is and i know it comes under the bracket of quality of life improvements is mm -hmm. i want specific fixes for why is the desync like because i saw their explanation they explained why desync is a thing great 
it never used to happen before. So why is it happening now? Like, right. I, I get you're explaining it to me why you think it's happening, but I don't understand how it wasn't a prevalent problem in Halos 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, and yet now it feels particularly egregious. Or um, other games that have smaller bases of it, it, Exactly. You know, and and yeah. that's where a lot of the frustration comes from. This is... Yeah. Microsoft's premier franchise. This is the game that made Xbox Xbox. This is this is their Zelda, Mario, Sonic, uh, God of War. This is meant to be that game. Mm-hmm. And why is it this way? Like, why are we seeing so much turbulence? It, it why feels isn't Mario Sunshine instead of Mario? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and look. <laughs> there's lots of questions. There's lots of things that I understand are being asked, you know, like, yes, we saw some sneak peeks at some new maps. So to, to kind of further along, you know, they did also give a, a an update for, for the winter and the spring. So the actual season three uh, is arriving in um, March. Uh, that's, that's a hard that's end target. date, which I was surprised at. Yeah. March 7th. Um, well, it does say at the top of the roadmap, as of September 1, subject to change. Um, so the new maps are coming for Arena and Big Team Battle. Um, we have the new DMR, which is the bandit that doesn't descope you when you're when you're pinging, I like which I really, really like, like the that. sound of. I'm going to try it out mm. in combat. I love the look of the new shroud screen. That's a really mm-hmm. unique type of equipment. Um, and another battle pass. We've got new narrative stuff. We've got in-game reporting. Like when you've got in-game reporting being added to your list, like like you said, Abe, like where is all the stuff that felt yeah. like it, it should just have been there? Um, yeah. There's, there's, it, it, there's it'll be out of preview in March. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I totally get the community's frustration. Yeah. But I, you know, I, even to this day, yes, I feel like there should be hard questions. I, you know, I'm very curious and I'm sure people like Jason Schreier are desperately trying to cleave the, the, the behind-the-scenes goings-on, um, but I'm usually very tight-lipped as, as a studio, um, it seems. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and get the real, like, why this is the way it is, but I don't know if we ever will. But what we do, what we do have is, is the facts. No, 343 aren't going to be disbanded about no matter how much you repost that tweet. Um <laughs> They're not going to, because, you know, the small vocal minority continually tweet at them to uh, fire Bonnie Ross or bring back split screen carp. That's not going to make a change. You know, their their goals are set and they have to now ride these rapids uh, and the community's disgruntlement for the next six months until we get to that March season three update. I think the one thing that they could have done is called season three the winter update. They should have just, instead of saying, oh, here's a winter update, and then there's the real season three, they should have just said, hey, yeah, we're doing a shorter season, it's only this, and we're going to call it season three, and then you wouldn't have had the, oh, season three is delayed till March headlines. That's what Clobberall said, where it's, make it very clear that it's a mini thing and not just more season two. Yeah. And it's a better narrative. I, I think, I think, honestly, I... 
there's a risk with what they're doing with this approach because there is there is a chance and you've seen you've seen the backlash there's a chance you get you can get people to check off me like you know i always i always use the analogy of me over here as a detroit lions fan and you guys in uk and australia don't get that but uh nfl you know they've won one playoff game my entire lifetime it was a 91 and then they got their asses kicked and never won again um you know like I think there 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 can be a there can be a point a tipping point in somebody's mind where they see the jersey. It's like me seeing that jersey. It doesn't matter what coach or GM comes in. I have in my head as soon as I see something go wrong, I'm like, oh, yep, that's the organization, right? And and I think when you lose that trust, there's a chance that that people aren't you you may lose them for good, right? Um, but here's the here's the other side of that. You know, with this being a live service game, the fact that they're not calling this season three, um, they have a lot of fundamental things to work through like to me I, i'm only half kidding when i say this does feel kind of like it's it's in early access or preview because of the core things that that were like even in halo 5 right off the jump that were just fundamental quality of life things that don't exist right now um this still doesn't feel like it's out of beta and i don't think it's going to fully be there until we get into the the true season three with with a good progression system I, I think that the way they're setting up the expectations for the next few months, it, it's kind of just telling everybody, you know what, we are, we're no longer putting a Band-Aid on this. We're, we're going to go into surgery <laughs> and we're yeah. going to fix what's, what's really wrong. And when we come back for season three, this could be a, this could be like a soft relaunch. You know, um, it does give them that opportunity that if they do build up that pipeline, if if Forge, if we start to see crazy stuff in Forge, now you're ready with season three to to put that browser out there and start, you know, throwing these things out to the community. There is an opportunity um, that after people have got through, like basically. You know, being sick and throwing up right now all over Twitter and all over everything. You know, get that out of their system. Forget about Halo. Go play something else. Uh, hey, this game is dead for now. Whatever in their minds. You come back and, and you if you if you can advertise if you can market it and message it correctly. And now we are ready. We have a we have a roadmap. We have all of our foundations ready. Forges next level. It's this is the most innovative thing we've done since uh, you know since the original trilogy. Uh, with within the Halo franchise, now I think you can you can maybe recoup recoup that. I think if they stuck a Band-Aid on it and people came back to this kind of yeah. barely played it, it's crap, and then they they leave, they might check off for good. I think you 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 kind of run that risk. I think this was probably the right calculated move for now, uh, and I guess we'll we'll see in the long run. We'll we'll find out just, when March comes. Yeah, I just wish that, you know, maybe, and, and this is the thing, right? We've seen developers, I think 343 are, uh, are probably a little bit more transparent than most. Um, you know, they, they laid out their goals in terms of, you know, hey, uh, we we want to, you know, I think it was infinitely rewarding. So we know we want to reward players mm -hmm. for playing. We want to make really it happy about that. Be you. We all know we want it to be competitive and fair. We know we want it to be stable and high quality. Those are good overarching goals. And the way that they described going through that and transparency, the process, I just wish they'd lifted that veil a little bit more and maybe been super frank and been like, Hey, we're mm -hmm. speaking to you, the hardcore Halo fan, not the general right. audience, but the hardcore Halo fan. We get it. All right. But the reality is it's going to take us this long. All right. So we're mm -hmm. doing everything we can to hit some beats, but we need you to just bear with us. And yeah, sorry, that's it. And they, I know they didn't say that outright and that that should be inferred because that's kind of what it is. But mm -hmm. 
you know, I think there's there's something to be said for that kind of honesty and transparency a little bit, you know. But mm. I just want to hear more about those quality of life fixes in particular. Like, I don't give two hoots about the content in the grand scheme. It'll come when it comes. But to make the game more fun to play, more reliable to play now, that's that's where I want to be. Mm. Um, that, that was one thing they talked about with um, they when they talk, it's great. They just go long periods without it and trying to minimize those long periods without talking. Because if they had kept talking the last few months and it wasn't just this big dump of negative information and more waiting for positive things, it wouldn't have hit so hard. And I, they essentially said they realized that. So it's, again, it's just sort of saying all the right things, but are you finally going to match what you say? Because they haven't yet. So And they, and they know that as yeah. much as anyone. I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I hope... Um... I hope they can pull it off. I hope they're going, you know, we've seen, we've seen with the MCC. And I think that's the other thing, right? If you look at the, the long history of Halo with 343, there have been so many hiccups and falling downs that that's where that community's mm -hmm. patience is, is, is already being worn thin. Um, right. And unfortunately, human nature being what it is, people only remember you for your last screw up. And they never remember like, hey, yeah, you launched a really good multiplayer and it was really great. And everyone was singing its praises and all the reviews for the campaign were mostly super, super promising and, and high. And everyone was super happy on November 8th of 2021. Um, you know, and it's only now the pipeline is the worst thing ever in Fire 343 and, you know, chuck people in the bin and all of it. It's like if, if none of those had happened, no one would be having that conversation. It's and the other because, side of it, the other side right. of the coin is if they do fix it this time next year, it'll just be super positive, and that's the way it goes. Yeah. Destiny 2, Destiny 1, not great at launch, took a while to get great. Then Destiny 2 launched, not great. And Destiny 2's even like this season sucks. It's pretty shitty, but they've just had a bunch of good ones. But even yeah. me, I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to play it anymore. This, I don't like this dumb pirate crap that's boring, and it's a lot of reused stuff. But the ones before were great. So every live service game just ends up living and dying on relaunching two or three times a year. Yeah. They all dip they down, all do it. jump up. They all dip down, jump up. You see a thieves had a terrible first season, had yeah. really good ones after has had some good, some bad things coming. Look really good. Probably going to pull me right back into it. And I haven't played it for a long time. Like yeah. all these, the fallout 76 had the worst freaking launch of all time. And now somebody in their LinkedIn this week wrote, it is the most played um, RPG on Xbox. Yeah. It, the most, it's like, and that's a good point. Come back. Yeah. That's a good come back with a live service game. If you are good at it, you could even there die. You, you can even be like Jon Snow and die and be resurrected. Right. Like that's, <laughs> that's just, that, that is, it's, it's not a guarantee. And I think that's where, you know, and, and for people that, that play Halo, I think where a lot of the frustration comes in, it's like, go play another game. And it's like, well, there really is, there's not really a substitute for Halo. So that's one of the frustrating things for Halo fans. We've never got the, the good knockoff, the, the competent, you know, you, you know, destiny doesn't have a PVP that, that, you know, that feels anything like this. And so, you know, I think that becomes the frustration with it, but, you know, just kind of going back to it with all the problems, uh, you know, and, and no, this isn't, this is well below our expectations, or at least my expectations, uh, you know, and, but despite that, the bones of this game are 
really good. And you brought that point up, John. And I think that's a really good point. Like when this game launched, everybody agreed this was a lot of fun. Uh, before started stuff started breaking and getting stale, we thought this was a lot of fun. And and people that came back to the game that hadn't been playing Halo for years thought this was a lot of fun. And that Forge, I uh, and I may be, maybe I'm being too bullish on this, but just looking at all the previews, and I'm just thinking at this day and age, and you're gonna have people on PC now you're making to is probably even more bullish than you. Do well, you, do okay. Want to, do you want to talk a little bit about Forge? Do you, do you, Go ahead. The community, you want to talk a little bit about Forge? I, I, I can, I can <laughs> wrangle. What, some what words do you together. think about the uh, all the stuff that's leaked since that is allowed to be talked? So, about? okay, yeah, that's that's a great way of putting it, Jesse. What do Let's I do think it. about all the stuff I've seen some folks in the community make? Um, you know, from the Guardian remake and and people going absolutely crazy for that, and uh, uh, I would say that none of it looks quite how you will see it look. Um, and that's really, really hard to yeah, fully... We haven't gotten to see the lighting system that actually... Uh, I, I couldn't... Comment. And all the back, all those backgrounds <laughs> that they showed off... Didn't they show off the canvases? They did they show off some canvases. lighting examples. The lighting is, is, a, is a big... I have to be really careful about what I say. The lighting is a big deal. Uh, that's the best way I can put it. Um, can I, shall I tease something? Shall I tease something? Yeah, like, like just a, a tiny little tease. No, I can't. I might get in trouble. Wait. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Come on. Uh, let me Nick can't get all the cloud. Let me give you a code. <laughs> let me give you a code. Uh-huh. Um, uh, as I understand it, within seven. That's it. That's the code. Um, <laughs> that's that's the code. You, good luck figuring it out. Uh, only what? I know what it means. Um, but uh, I'm... I, I've been severely addicted to what I'm playing, uh, what I'm building. Um, Forge, you know, you're talking about the accessibility of Forge and everything else. Uh, I think uh, as part of the Forge Council and the wider community, the Forge community um, are going to come together uh, and they're going to they're going to try and put some stuff out there that helps people on board a little bit because it can get complicated and some of it isn't self-explanatory. Um, I still, and I've barely touched it. You know, I know they showed off a little bit about node graph and scripting and things like that. It's, it's very, it's visual. It's a GUI, you know, you can, you can play around and make things happen. Um, I, I am not a programmer or a coder. I have barely used it. I mean, my bread and butter is, is 4v4, you know, competitive play. So, Ugh. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not out to create the next, you know, great griddle or, you know, mongoose sumo or any of the scripted kind of game types you saw in, in Halo five. Um, so it's, it's, but it's way more powerful just across the board. And, you know, I think, um, they talked a little bit about the object count. I think, uh, sketch said, you know, in, in like you said a different word than count. I realized that and I was just going to play it off, but uh, never mind. So apologies. Uh, sometimes when you're speaking, you just you just utter out British words that just come out of your mouth. But what's been going uh, on if you're in your life lately? I yeah, yeah. Um, so well, uh, well, I can talk was, about what what Sketch said because Sketch brought up a couple of things, so we can talk about this and see if you want if you want to elaborate. It. I can tell you um, in your notes because you are 
extremely bright right now. <laughs> yeah. Every time I bring it up, I am so I am sorry that I'm a ghost today. I will figure out the lighting next show. Um, uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. So this is gonna. So Halo Five. If anybody played Halo Five's Forge, it was nice. This is like next level. Um, so we'll start off with the objects. Like that one had sixteen hundred objects. This has seven thousand. That's just to begin. Because then he he went into the object scaling, which gives you like almost an exponential more more. Yeah, like you can uh, make an entire cliff out of one rock, like one right. object. Yeah. So you and, don't need to stack a bunch of objects. You, you you have to really think about what that allows. So, so let me be super clear. Forge is still kit bashing stuff together. And that's what I love about it, right? Is that it does not give me the Far Cry like level editor style of control about exacting terrain and undulating rivers. And, you know, it is taking objects and going, how can I use this in an imaginative and clever way that no one else might think about how to use it? Like, oh, this tiny little bin that might be a forge object, for example, has a really cool texture on it. And if I enlarge that up, oh, it could become part of these other five pieces to make a really unique looking pillar that could then become a visual motif of map number seven, right? So you, you get this kind of feel of putting all these little parts together to create something more. And for me as a forger, there are lots of different types. There are people that like the super sweaty hardcore. There are people that like to create mini games. There are people that love to think about sight lines and things like that. My fundamental goal on every single map I ever make is I want you as a player to go, is this forge? That's, that's my goal, right? And I will know if I've achieved that soon. Um, and I can't wait for folks to see. I can't wait to see a reaction. I, I want to see... If someone goes, no way, because someone called me out on Resetris, like, you've been pretty hyped about Forge. And I'm like, after, after this news drop, they were like, you know, did you know? I was like, I did know about all of this a couple of days before the actual yeah. update drop. And I was like, oh, here we go. Um, but, yeah, the reason I'm bullish is I don't think even now with what you've seen leaked, with what you've seen possible, the full scope that someone, that's, and there's going to be someone younger than me and smarter than me, is going to just have a better eye for these things and is going to make something incredible and it's going to blow people away and they're going to say, this is Forge, and then you're going to be laughing. Uh, and that's well, that, the infinite content dream. Yeah, and it's not just... Uh, so, John, and I don't know if you can talk too much about this stuff too can't but anything uh well there's there's lots of leagues there's lots of leagues so it's not just not just the, the maps and the way they look but just like the the rules and the way the games play the scripting the uh like people can are you can basically make modes that are not even halo you can change you know you can change everything within the game what we've seen with the scripting and then now they've even added uh ai bots like nav mesh so the bots can find their way through so that's the beginning of Skynet, right? Like, so this is where we this this is where that starts. Uh, these so, bots will start. <laughs> well, the bot the bots in Halo. Like, I was initially they. Uh, ooh, okay. I don't think I don't think Nav Mesh and bots are part of the leaked build, so I can't really. He did talk about them. Okay. But, yeah. So based on purely what he said, uh, yes, um, great for testing maps. Before, you know, if you're on your own and it's three in the morning. I want to see how this plays, but off you go. Um, and there's, there's, there's some really cool stuff that I can't wait to, to have the, the lid revealed on. Um, but yes, it, like it's player there. Counts, it's... Can you have 115 people? <clears throat> no, Tell me. 
<laughs> no. Uh, you can have whatever the max player count is in a custom game at the moment, which I can't remember what it is. But Is it 24, I think? 24. Some, 24, and you get like that. four people that can spectate or something. I, I've given you, I've given you, I've seen people, I'm just looking at the chat, see if there's any other Forge-specific questions. Um, and the people ask me to do a room and build, and all I've said is within seven. And people are like, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, I can do it. Nice. I can just make something up to do a rumor. Well, Nick's, Nick's got that rash and he's off today getting that sorted. So, you know, we can play the rumor mill music and just have that as a Twitter clip. That's fine by me. <laughs> the ultimate like, troll. I, I could say I've got a rumor that um, Ubisoft is going to add more to Game Pass. And the reason I say it is because they keep adding stuff to Game Pass every month. So it's not really yeah. Um, so I, I loop just, might come out this month. I mean, it's been a year since they put that little date at the bottom of their thing. Maybe Deathloop hits this month. Who knows? No yeah, one because who knows? Xbox Bethesda is not literally not allowed to talk about it. Thanks to not that allowed. Um, I just realized we had a couple of super chats. So Hargit Chani, um, super generous, just dropped two thousand two hundred Halo credits in the chat. Congrats to it's whoever like four managed million to, dollars. Yeah, yeah, four million USD of Halo credits. Um, wow. Big, big thank you, generous man. Um, and we've thank also got <laughs> Widya Santoso. Uh, he's asked, would you have me at Halo consider debating uh, other detractors on a live show? So would you consider that debate, Abe? Would you, would you take I on... Well, yeah, you know me. I, I I like to argue sometimes. Well, I think there's a few of us that like to argue here at at, at uh, Xbox. We yeah. had Nick. Uh, that's about as bad as <laughs> yeah, we. I you know I like no, and I like to discuss honestly. So you know our our show. What we what we don't do is we don't get into like the you know we we don't try to just the throw personal out, attack. Uh, yeah, personal attacks, things like that. Calling but if it's not personal, yeah. yeah. If it's if it's not personal, uh, and you know somebody wants to have a, a like a nuance. Uh, discussion uh i think there's yeah sure yeah, yeah maybe maybe we could maybe we could task abe with with getting some some unique perspectives yeah the first the person he got in it went great we all loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh so much fun but yeah there you go that's okay, all the, Halo you know, news. the, the first the, the person i would trust soul because he got um halo cannon i think was the yeah, channel one and he mm. was fantastic he was great you know, yeah, maybe, maybe have him back and, and have the great debate. I think he's taking you know. a break. I think oh. the Halo community kind of broke him. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I did yeah, actually see that on his channel. Uh, yeah, really nice guy, though. Yeah. Super. Um, all right. We're at that point in the show where we like to pause for a moment and thank our lovely, lovely patrons. Um, you guys are wonderful. You enable us to do all of this fun stuff every Saturday, as well as all the other things that you can find on XboxHero.com. Um, uh, lots of new games in day one via our new Game Pass app uh, and obviously our forums. So much love to you guys. Um, as part of your Patreon perks, you get to ask community questions, which we're going to dive right into after, after this, this additional super chat, super chat yeah. from Hoagie Chani, who has <laughs> asked, with Forge releasing in beta form, will it be full featured or gimped until full launch? And when should we expect a full release? End of 2023, 2024. <laughs> uh, I can't mm. speak to... They said in the they said before it is everything we have right now when it launches. The yeah, I can't. I can't speak and not to back. the the build. The leaked build is like nearly there. The build, I can't speak too much about what I have. It's yeah, I guess it's <laughs> a little they, bit more there. Essentially, the um the the actual build is way ahead of where the leaked one was, and that is what hits beta. They're not, they don't, they're not going to be like ahead on internal builds. 
and behind on beta. The, the, what they have is what we get, and they're they're adding more in March. Yeah. Qu question for you, John, before we move on. I, and I don't well, know if you can answer this. Is it fair to say with as high as they are on this that, that you expect them to continue to add materials and, and just features to this as time goes on as well? Regardless. I would expect them to that was part of continue yeah. to add things to, to Forge, yeah. Okay. It, it, and also, um, there was one other Forge thing where Forge Lord, you know his name, but he replied uh, to a tweet of, he asked. He replied to a tweet. Somebody asking, "Hey, with the stuff people make, is that gonna be in matchmaking like before March? Because we don't get a custom browser till March." And he replied, "100 percent." So uh, I can't speak to the specific plans uh, of three four three. Uh, I can only echo Michael's statement that, that that I'm sure that they are looking to enable that. Um, yeah. They'll yeah. need that. With Forge hitting, they need a way for people to be able to just matchmake into games mm -hmm. using it. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Possible. Yeah. Mm. Mm. They've done mm. well. They've talked about doing so much work on playlists that I imagine that's a big part of it because so much of what they're doing is working towards integrating Forge correctly. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know. Oh, and there was one, <laughs> before we get into um, community questions, there is one other thing. The mm. other show that the title referred to was the Disney Showcase on, what's that, Friday? Oh, so yes. They got the, Dis the Disney Gaming Showcase, which I'll also be co-streaming right here on ah. YouTube.com. Thank you for the, for the reminder, Jesse. 4 p.m. But yeah, so... That's going to be like probably Jedi Survivor and who knows what else. The Disney Dream Valley thing your daughter's probably going to love on Game Pass. So Yeah, yeah. Dreamlight Valley. Uh, she, she wanted to it's play. It's going to be one of the biggest games ever. She that, wanted to that, play that today. She wanted to play My Friend Peppa Pig. And I was like, Daddy's, Daddy's, Daddy's doing things. No, leave Daddy alone. And then I was like, <laughs> xCloud to the rescue. And yeah, she just sat on my phone playing Peppa Pig mm -hmm. instead. Um, hey, I just realized, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I, I was naive. That that Halo discussion was was 40 minutes long. Um, of course. We, it, we, it, we've got to wrap up these we like, questions. 20 minutes and we're done. Yeah, that, there's like 12 of them. So not, not a breath. <laughs> hey, I'm reading them this time, baby. You know, you know, I, I, this is me we're talking about. Uh, let's let's get this done. Let's get this done. Community questions time. Okay. Da -da 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 -da. Scroll into the top. Uh, and I okay. have um, I have. If people notice, I've made all the cameras bigger. I hope you like the the layout better. Uh, I, a lot of people watch on their phone, which is interesting. So that was for you. Yeah, mm. I, I like it. I like it more. There's more more us on the screen. You can use uh, me as a flashlight. <laughs> yeah, the power of the sun. Uh, good old Collingwood. Uh, not a community question. Do we know who will be on the air this week? Assuming John and Nick and Jesse are back. Do we have any other Xbox Hero friends and family plans to be on? Yeah, Nick, Nick's not here and, and Abe and Jesse are instead. We didn't there know until a few hours ago, but yes. Yes, there you go. Hi, yeah. some G. Uh, why is it that 343i struggles with the Halo franchise with delays and such? I mean, I have faith okay. in the studio, although they're not bungee, but no one's perfect. But they can they not delay or struggle with the franchise? And also, it would be something if the studios behind COD could help 343i with Halo, uh, uh, with some degree, the studio from Bethesda. What's our take? Uh, P.S. If Bungie didn't leave ABK, uh, they didn't. They only had a, 
an agreement yeah. with ABK. They were never part of Activision. Yeah. They could have been MS owned again while I was trying to certify the deal if they weren't Sony owned, of course. So yeah, to clarify that, uh, there was a rumor like two years ago that we we even reported on ourselves and got in trouble that Bungie were going to be acquired and Bungie's head of Bungie, Pete Parsons, came out and went, no, we're not. It made us feel very, very small. Whoops. Uh, I felt blocked rumor, by Z, Z Huge for that. Thanks. Yeah. But the rumor was true. There were discussions, um, and they've probably been going on for a while. There are always discussions going on in this way, and they're now owned by Sony. Uh, but as part of their agreement, they're releasing all of their games multi-platform. So good for Bungie. They got what they wanted, right? They get the power of a big publisher, hardware owner, but they get to keep doing what they do without as much risk. Um, yes, the, the 343 I use support studios all the time, and I expect Microsoft's network to to grow once the acquisition of Activision is is complete, if it completes. Um, but just a quick call out, Hytham, you know, I would actually argue that 343 are like Bungie in a lot of ways. Halo 1 was a all-over-the-place mess until the final 11th hour to ship for the Xbox One, the original Xbox launch. Halo 2 was scrapped nine months before it actually came out and was bastardized and put together, which is why the campaign ended so abruptly. Halo 3, a little bit less crunch, but still crunched like hell to get that thing done for 2007. And Halo Reach, I think, was the kind of one where arguably they started the path of loadouts and everything else that most Halo fans hate. Um, 343's first act when they took over was to get rid of Bloom and put in the title update onto Reach to make it feel a little bit more Halo-ish. So, you know, swings and roundabouts, you know, but a lot of people forget Bungie's past, but uh, they were not great at managing projects, just like 343 aren't. So maybe it's a Halo curse <laughs> rather than a, a studio curse. Were you... And and you can actually even go uh, really easily look up the Halo 2 documentary on that. Uh, Halo 2 is supposed to have uh, 15 levels. It was supposed to have uh, some modes that never made it into the game. They went back to the basics, basically, because uh, they ran out of time. And uh, and Stane was actually there, and he talks on camera about, you know, we're going to have to make hard decisions. And he starts talking about cutting stuff. And I was like, oh, uh, we're back. It's like how weird how... <laughs> How, how we're it's like weird repeating. How almost so, every game seems to end up going like yeah. this in some way. Yeah. God of War 2018 was a great game, but a few months before it launched, they thought it was terrible internally. They've talked about it. They were like, we, we had no idea. We were really afraid. It didn't look good. It wasn't fun to play. But in those last few months, it just all came together. Uh, know someone who worked on Halo, the Master Chief Collection, a bomb at launch, uh, multiplayer wise, but people really liked Halo 2 Anniversary. And they were like, yeah, a month before that launched, it didn't look very good. We yeah, finally I, I, tightened everything up right at the end. I, I will say this, though. The one thing that, you know, regardless of how they launch it, we can all agree they don't know live service. Staten agrees they don't know live service. I hope that when they do acquire Activision Blizzard, they can get some of the... Uh, there's There's got to be some sort of... Throw 10 best. companies at it, and then you well, have enough stuff for your live service. But just uh, even 28 devs on a game, should, and then and I'm sure they are. They should be speaking yeah. to folks at, at studios like Rare, uh, yeah. like Playground, who always hit their milestones. It seems always seem to do that. And Rare, even if they if even if they delay, they delay for like a week. You know, like they're they're they're, they're pretty on the ball with this stuff. But it yeah. took them a while to get there. So really, those conversations, and I'm sure they are. I don't want to tell anyone to to suck eggs. You know, but. Um, these conversations have got to be happening to get that shared learning of, of methodology. I think the biggest thing that probably stands in 343's way is tech debt. 
but yes, uh, that's yeah. that's a whole forty-minute tangent. Talk more about Halo, we've got no, 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 no. <laughs> there's oh, <laughs> then, okay. Well, stop for a super chat if there's Sorry, another one. Our friend. Oh, oh no, we answered that one. We did that one. Yeah, we did that one. I scrolled up and then scrolled down and thought it was new. That's okay. It's okay. We've all been here. So I hope that answers your question, Hytham. Uh, Big Happer. Hello all. Xbox has always been referred to as the shooter box. Fair point. After recent acquisitions and the soon-to-be Activision Blizzard deal concluding, it's safe to say that Xbox has probably the most iconic shooter character roster. So question for all of us is what would be your starting five with first-person and third-person characters allowed? So people with guns. Um Naming a captain and two assistant captains. Um, I think he, he thinks the, bank, the bench will be pretty stacked. Big Happer's team is Master Chief as the captain, Doom Slayer as the assistant captain, Marcus Phoenix as another assistant, BJ Blaskovich, and Simon Ghost Riley from Call of Duty. Imagine if a shooter sandbox team. with all the Xbox characters. If that's an actual team, you can't have the Doom Slayer on it. He's the biggest <laughs> asshole of all time. He will do whatever he wants. He will ruin any strategy you have. So he is like unstoppable in that. Shoot sense. himself but, through a wall. Yeah, like whatever you plan to do, he'll just look at you, grunt, probably throw a rock at your face, and then just go do whatever he feels like. So he, yeah. he can't be an assistant captain or anything. He has to be like your. You go over there. You take care of this entire side of. Go long. We'll do the rest. Yeah. Yeah, he's not one for teamwork. He's a do it on his own kind of guy. Uh, Chief I, and I mean, Phoenix are definite leaders. Yeah, like Phoenix, uh, I don't, I don't care about Marcus Phoenix that much. Uh, I'd have Dom over Marcus Phoenix. No, actually, I'd have the Coltrane. So I'd have Master Chief as captain, obviously. Uh, Coltrane in there for comedy relief. I'd stick Joanna Dark in there. Um, I'd You're have, yeah, I'd have. Um, uh, oh God, now, now we're <laughs> now we're cooking with gas. I'd have my multiplayer Spartan in there for reliability purposes. He's a character, uh, right? Corvo from Dishonored because he Jesus good Christ, choice he's powerful yeah yeah good choice fine choice. oh no the guy from Pre- um freaking the guy from Prey because he can yeah. literally just turn into anything and then you know. <laughs> yeah I think uh, you forgot you forgot Kate uh, so I I probably put Kate in place of uh, of Marcus that uh, she's taking but only if she thing. has her beanie on yeah beanie, <laughs> beanie Kate for the win. And then Joanna Dark, yeah, you got to you got to get her in the mix there somewhere. We we got we got to be hopeful that that uh, Perfect Dark is going to be it's going to be back to being a tent pole again. Uh, and then you have Tracer, and you show off her butt to get the kids in with you. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's what. Yeah, sounds good. Overwatch Two is only a month away. Madness! I am very excited. Poor I Halo. Oh, Poor Halo. Totally um, Hugh, do we have guys. any contacts? Sorry, do we have any contacts with Activision? I can't get more. <laughs> Uh, I don't I, know. I actually no. I do know one guy. I know one guy at Activision. He's still there. I'll, I'll give him a nudge. I've got actually got him on LinkedIn. Funny enough, okay, um, he used please. to work for Microsoft, which is why I know him. Ah, yeah. I, uh, I have tried very hard to get a, a touch in touch with them, and they're the only one that hasn't responded ever. I will ping him on the Twitterverse. Uh, see if I can get a hold of him. But yeah, remind me. Remind me after the show. Uh, Hugh, 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 Bonnie McGrew, Cuthbert, Dibble, Grub. It's uh, a British little. Side side tangent there for you guys. Any Brits sure. watching? Thank you. Enjoy. Uh, howdy, guys. Hope you're all doing well. I recently watched Golden Era, which is a fantastic documentary about GoldenEye, the game. Just wondering if you've seen it. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. They discuss Rare's history through Nintendo to Xbox and the devs which left to form Free Radical Design. That's time splitters. Mm. Questions. Uh, where is GoldenEye, Nick? 
he's not here, so he can't answer you. But uh, he's in chat, so if we see it, we'll we'll see him crying in chat, and then we'll know. We'll just see tears. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I have no idea. Uh, I I would imagine. I, I I know like Nick doesn't agree, but I think I think that the the, the war in, in in Ukraine is is causing a problem in some form. Something is delaying that from coming out. He seems to come around on. He just thinks it's a dumb reason. <laughs> I think the reason is it. No one really cares. To play it like it'll be played by 10 or 15 old guys for a couple weeks and then it'll die so they're like <laughs> it's not worth any possible bad um press that we might get about it it's probably right yeah um, have we heard anything about time splitters four not no, a lot they, made, they rebuilt oh, the studio that made it originally right yeah it's under embracer right is that it yeah, through Free Radical, okay. I think, is, is If back. you just say that about almost any game, you're probably right. Yeah. Under Embracer, right? Yes. <laughs> Microsoft and Embracer are just split the industry in half, you know. Yeah. And if you, yeah. if you need 10-person mobile games, you just think of Sony. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. That was a weird one. He'll, well, he'll have to ask. He'll have to ask when Nick's back. I'm sure, like, I'm sure yeah, Nick... He, that, I think at the bottom of the thread, he actually says, oh, save that for next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Bob Lawpool, hello again and again. I love your podcast and the community of your grown. But a couple of questions. Thank you for your love. We appreciate you. We appreciate all of you. Um, do you think it might be better to Microsoft and three four three to give up on this version of Halo? This is an interesting question. I don't think we covered this. This version of Halo as being a game, a game as a service. Like, no, actually, maybe it's not a service game. And when the AFK deal comes in, bring in some people from Activision into 343 to make a new live service Halo game. Um, AFK, yeah, APK. This is more of a statement than a question, but to me, Microsoft, uh, 243, 343, Sony, Paramount, etc. is not keyboard was broken. To keep me entertained. Uh, it's up to me to keep me entertained at the end of the day. Halo, not getting content, Starfield and Redfall being delayed, etc. sucks, but they're just games and entertainment. He's right, folks. It's just video games. And me playing games or not does not mean a lot towards the bigger picture of what others might be going through in real life. I can agree with this sentiment. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is just video games and delays delays are delays. You'll get people spitting vitriol because apparently that matters. But it's just, mm. they'll come when they come. Just chill out and play what you got. That's, that's the nutshell. If Halo's not doing it for you right now, go play something else. Come back in six months. See where it's that, at. that was what Jez was uh, yelling uh, yesterday on the Xbox too. Like, go play something else. else. Yeah, seriously. Like you, you spitting venom out across the internet is not going to do a damn thing to change the situation. It just makes you look like a douchebag. Like it's just true fact, right? Like I get it's fun to revel in the drama and, and be pernickety and all that sort of stuff, but it's just video games. Everyone just has to chill out. As as a Lions fan, I can get it, but just you know, get it get it out your system, and then let's let's go play. As a Patriots fan, I've only ever known incredible success. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even care yeah. about sports much anymore. Uh, do do we think they should give up it being a live service game? Mm -hmm. uh, I have no idea. I don't think that that's going to happen. Maybe maybe I, they'll I, slow I, the cadence of updates. Well, I, I think that would find their feet. Yeah, I think that would hurt the. I I think if you did that, you, you're going to lose. I'm trying to think of the way to put this. So like when when EA can, canceled Anthem, it wasn't just about Anthem. I think that made people lose confidence in them as a publisher with all, all their games. Right? Like it's like how can we trust you if you're going to just you know have, have have all these big bold if, problems. 
if and FIFA I understand. did it, it's another broken promise. It's a big mm-hmm. broken promise. Like I, we know, we talked earlier about the smaller broken promises, the the, the couch co-op and the and the uh, the ray tracing for now. Um, but the you know, if you stop making Halo a live service, that I think that is something that would permeate through the Xbox division for a long time, and I think that would that would permeate through Halo too. I think that would se- severely damage it. I think what Microsoft should do regardless of what this is just my opinion now not uh, uh and this this may not make financial sense as much even if the game does seem like it's it loses a lot over this period of time and it loses interest and it doesn't seem maybe uh it's on the edge financially i think you still have to invest in this because it represents your brand so much uh it represents the hardcore yeah. gamers that have been with you for two decades and i just think they need to go all out to make sure they can eventually get there now i do think once they get there there will be enough i don't know if it's going to ever compete with the big boys you know the the top three five games or not but i do think they can get it to a point where it's healthy and people feel good about what the people that still want to play halo feel good about it so i think they have to go in and just do whatever they can for those people and if they're talking well about it i think that's going to help their brand so the answer is no i think that would be the worst thing to do is give up on the live service at this point in time yeah, that's a good answer. Good, good shout. Thank you, Bob. That was a good question. I got in my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> creaky legs. His legs are creaky. Hey. Uh, so were dynamic themes just a half-baked project to shut the community up? We've had less than a dozen added, most of which are just dots or warped imagery of some kind. We've only had four based on three games, two of which are Halo Infinite, one Grounded, and one Wasteland 3. They also barely move. None of them have sound or music either. What gives? The Um, UI team in general, there wasn't much until like this week we started finally getting some new features. So been curious. Just... Jez mentioned something, and I don't know if it ties to this, but he mentioned it yesterday in the Xbox too, because people because people have been asking about achievements. There's all kinds of stuff that that have been sort of like on the peripheral, nice to haves, right? I think that you know he was saying they're all in right now on on making the cloud stuff work. I, it's, I think that's what he mentioned. So uh, I think it's just a prioritization thing. But I agree with Creaky Legs; those are really cool. It would be really you know I'd even pay for a couple of those, you know, if they threw out. The some, thing some is, interesting they're cool ones. for all. All of the six seconds I spend on my dashboard deciding what I'm going to play, like well, we know sound and music. Like I'm not leaving my Xbox on to look pretty. Like it's there as to, to, to give me the games. Like launch me into the games. Like I get it in some ways, but like, well, you're not Nick. You're not Nick. No, like, Nick will tell you that that's the whole reason he turns on the Xbox is to look at the dashboard. I have 4K. to admit. When when I looked at my lounge and I realized I had this kind of natural wood gray and green motif, like they have a really nice gray with a green stripe and it all matched. And when my Xbox is on on my TV and the lounge is all tidy, it does look does look pretty cool. So maybe mm-hmm. Creaky Legs is right. I just need some yeah. soothing, you know, feng shui type music in the background to really sell that whole environment. Uh, I think yeah. they, they seem to be getting back into the swing of things with because the two updates they did this week are really good. The one with the full library, instead of having everything up top, instead of it just being a bunch of section things on the left side, looks great and was way easier to see. And the fact that it said I have access to over a thousand games between things I own and Game Pass and EA Play and all that was mind-boggling. Um, and then the other one is finally the thing people kept asking for. You can choose where backwards compatible games install. You can choose where 
Xbox One games install, you can choose where series games install because obviously series games have to be on the faster storage. You can put your back compact games directly into a giant old external hard drive. Like nice. just those types of quality of life things are really good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I like I like the idea of that. Um look forward to them rolling out to everybody and not just in yeah it hit beta right away so i i just got it which means i can't imagine it might be this month nice nice um dio game hits the ground running with an interesting question the deal is going through he says but let's entertain briefly the idea that emmis is only allowed two of the three abk publishers so who do you pick and who do you think they'd pick Dio Game would personally pick Activision and Blizzard, but he suspects Microsoft would pick King and Blizzard since the push to PC and mobile seems key and their pipelines are a better match for Game Pass. From my perspective, you've answered exactly how I would, which is, yeah, I would pick Activision and Blizzard if I had to pick because I don't give two hoots about mobile games. But I suspect Microsoft does. They quite like that money thing that they like to make. and you they guys? would choose Activision and King because the mobile games that they make make a lot of money. Mm. Call of Duty Mobile is the biggest Call of Duty thing. Yeah, like that's pe- people forget about that. Call of Duty is like everything. It's it's console, it's PC, it's mobile. It's the it's going to drive their subscription. It is it is the whole shebang. I still think I still think in this deal. I know King is is a you can maybe call him one B for Microsoft, but uh, I still say Call of Duty is going to have more impact on their gaming um, growth than anything else in this deal. My opinion, because of because it does go across mobile as well, like you mentioned, Jesse. A deal that's almost as big will be when they get all of Riot's stuff into Game Pass perks next year. That is sneakily enormous. Getting like just the value of getting every League of Legends character and every Valorant character as a Game Pass perk. When oh, we didn't talk um, Game Pass family, friends and family. Oh yeah, it's official. Very yeah, very cool. I think we mentioned it last week, but it's official. Official. It's testing in Ireland. It'll be coming soon. I'll be getting 22 it. euro. My God. You know, just, you mentioned something interesting. Nobody talks about the, uh, the, that whole riot deal. I feel like that, you know, how that works out is probably going to inform them of how they can monitor, how they can make Warzone from call of duty or candy crush or any of these, these sort of, uh, gas games, how they can make them drive that subscription as well. So mm-hmm. uh, that's just something I think people kind of forget about. It's a huge but. thing with if you have Amazon Prime, you get Twitch Prime and your Twitch Prime stuff is just it's enormous. It's and even like just the drops for Twitch, but like Twitch Prime, um, you get you get games. Those are fine. But the perks and stuff you get in games like Destiny and League of Legends and Call of Duty and all these other things, they're a big seller for people like my daughter is always asking because they do Dead by Daylight skins and different things and she's like oh god can you please get me this one i'm like sure i'm not gonna play that all yours like those things really matter fair yep but your ass it's fair (laughs) um omen Dear speaker people, a.k.a. panel, Mm. with the pretty bad news coming from 343i, I found it interesting to see the reactions from people saying that Halo needs to move to another studio. Are we being too short-sighted on this? I keep thinking back to the launch of Halo MCC and how 343i successfully brought that around with the PC release, and I really hope Season 3 can be a similar reboot for Halo Infinite. What are your thoughts? Uh, Can Forge bring Halo Infinite back from the brink of death? Is 343i a lost cause already? I would say if you've been watching, just or if you just tuned in for this question, just rewind a bit and you'll hear us hit that 
discussion about 50 minutes into the show uh, for a lengthy old debate on all of those things. Um, Forge is a big deal. I think it's going to make a big difference. Uh, every 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 live service game can come back is the nutshell. Um, anything you guys would add to that before I move on to the next question? I'm going to try not to because because uh, I could easily go down another rabbit hole. So. Yeah, I uh, no, we answered it. We answered it good. Hand, handing handing a series like this, this giant transmedia thing where three four three might have like 800 people working there, but most of them aren't. Like, there's a, a handful that aren't working on the game or anything. Like, they are built to run this franchise, and so if you just hand the franchise or the game off to another studio that's never worked on it that doesn't know or would have to make remake everything in their system or learn the new learn subspace like you're looking at like seven or eight years with no content i don't know how that's not better than just letting 343 try and fix it he's right he's right they have a strong base they just need to fix it so that the strong base works correctly and get a content pipeline for content and that is infinitely more doable than handing this off to someone like Treyarch or Sledgehammer who need 27 support studios to get out their Call of Duty games every three years. Like, it's not like the, they're they're these un, they're they're all the coalition coalition and they they're just known for being unbelievably efficient. Like even id and everything. Like they they these things always take time. Yeah, I so, think a lot of that again comes down to that tech debt. You know, you'll find yeah. a lot of these really efficient studios are probably on Unreal. Well, and we didn't easy. talk about that, but they but they did try Unreal, right? Like that is, I think that's pretty much a known thing now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the fact that they they a hero did, shooter in Unreal. Well, they tried, yeah, they tried Unreal, and when it came to the open world and the way it felt, it didn't work. Uh, so yeah, good luck handing out the slip space engine to people that don't like to hundreds of people that have never worked on it before. With that's all like that all the people that tried to go use Dice's engine on all these different EA games and yeah, at, like Mass one. Effect Andromeda, they had to make it into a third person RPG engine on the fly. Like it's super hard when you just tell a company in EA finally learned. We can't just say everyone you use the friggin the dice engine i can't frostbite everyone go use that now and they're like oh shit actually they were using these things because it worked for them so we should stop forcing it yeah exactly and plus uh, xbox's whole thing is letting creatives make the games they want so then they'd have to change that philosophy to force a franchise onto another dev that might not want to do that so doesn't work from any angle for me yeah I agree. All right. All righty then. Somnia. Hey, fellas. It's been a while since I've asked a question. And I've been thinking, with the recent news that split-screen co-op is no longer going to be a thing for Halo Infinite, it made me reminisce on the old days before Xbox Live of all gaming. I used to play with my friends on NES, SNES, Genesis, Saturn, etc. So I was curious, what are some of your all-time favorite games you played with your friends when you were younger? Preferably before Halo, since I assume a few of you may default to that. For me, I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, was an all-time great for at-home play. But for the arcade, my friends and I would spend so many quarters in Time Crisis, Virtua Cop, etc. We loved the light gun games and honestly miss those, but I know they'll never return. Include Jesse in this. I'm curious on his answer also. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Hope the show has been great. Go on then, Jesse. Since we're including you in things now, <laughs> do you want to do, do you want to do this one first? You want to ask this question? What was your no Halo, no Halo talk? What was your first yeah, big? Split we played a lot game? of um, in the more formative years. We played a lot of Street Fighter, like Street Fighter Alpha two and three. Um, we'd have 
people who were playing. The biggest ones definitely were the Aki WCW and WWF um, Nintendo 64 wrestling games. Nice. Those were just super fun to play with like three or four people on the awful garbage piece of hardware that was the N64 with one of the worst controllers ever made. But boy, were those <laughs> games fun. You know, I had an N64 and I never played Ocarina of Time or Mario 64. They just wow. didn't appeal to me at all. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, it, it pretty much at that and a lot of the um, Dreamcast stuff, like um, Virtual Cop 2, super, super into those games. Um, but a lot of... Uh, a lot of Street Fighter and fighting games, especially at the arcade, like Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah, a lot of fighting games. Are you, Abe? What were your formative years? You're like 900 years old. Probably gaming. Atari 2600, right? Pong. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, well, I'm the old dude here. So, yeah, for me, for me, it's actually, ironically, it's not Halo because uh, back, back when, when, when split screen Halo was a thing, me, uh, I, that's when I was married and my ex didn't let me have friends. So, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, sort of. That's but, when uh, you bought an Xbox instead of a ring, though. <laughs> <laughs> they get you on the wrong path, yeah, for sure. Uh, no, the the ones that come to me to mind to me would probably be on the NES. Uh, the Contra's one that really stands out is probably the first co-op game I ever played. Uh, and then the other one that stands out to me, I, I I remember me and my brother were just like super excited about Double Dragon Two. Uh, we, we tried, we tried running that. I swear it was like, it was months. It was like, we just kept settling for bargain bin stuff for months. And then one day it felt like we hit the lottery. And so that one will always stick in my mind because me and my brother were in the, the video rental store, we were like, we were yelling. <laughs> My cousin has seen when we when we hit the jackpot. <laughs> it yeah. just shows you what kind of a nerd. <laughs> shows you what kind me. of a nerd we were. Streets of Rage too. That was oh, one. Good uh, choice. earlier one. Oh yeah, yeah. Street Streets of Rage, but those brawlers, man. Yeah, those are the best. Uh, and I and I think that at the arcades, that right, like like some of that stuff didn't translate to the home versions, but at the arcades, you could do the, the Simpsons the arcade game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, X Men yeah. one played a lot it's, of that. It's a it's an interesting question. I mean. Uh, I was lucky in my in my formative years. You know, it was, there was lots of old school PC stuff. So it was lots of. Uh, it wasn't really split screen. It was all kind of land Duke Nukem 3D mm. or Doom or uh, Red so Alert fancy. 2. Um, so it didn't really count. So if I if I put my split screen hat only on, um, I suppose stuff with friends it got to the point. Goldeneye was was the first one, but Perfect Dark, the original one on the N64, I was ridiculously good at that game. Um, you were always odd job. Well, no, 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 not not in Perfect Dark. In Perfect Dark, I I played as this. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. As this tall dude, uh, I think everybody. There was one time, like my 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 mates used to get so annoyed that I was too good at it that they all changed to look exactly like my character when I was out the room, <laughs> like just to be like, hey, he's our character now. So I just went on this absolute rampage and just stomped all of them. Like they didn't even get a chance to kill each other, let alone me. And it was glorious. And yeah, really, really fond memories of, of all of that. Like we all drew on all of our N64 pads. So even though they were all mine, everyone had their own pad and had like doodles on it and they would come around and we would just chill out instead of going and That to reminds me. Pete Sampras Tennis, I think, on the Genesis was one of the cartridges that had two extra controller slots on the cartridge. And Amazing. so we played that in doubles at my cousin's house. Fun times. Oh, so so let, me, let me get this straight, John. So you played PC back then, but you still liked the uh, the first-person shooters on the N64, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I've, I've, I've never really enjoyed PC mouse and, co- mouse and keyboard. Okay. Like, I, 
it's just never clicked for me. Like I can do it. I just don't. Okay. I don't particularly enjoy it. And Halo, unfortunately, then sealed the deal for me in terms yeah. of becoming a console kid forever. So that that brought me back to the console. But I just remember going from Half Life to GoldenEye. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. It just did. It, it felt like garbage at that time to me. But anyways, I started yeah, to the, everybody. But yeah, the, the uh, controller, the control scheme for first person shooters on like the Dreamcast, where you'd aim with the left analog stick and move with the face buttons is just like bizarre. God. Yeah, it was oh, shocking. And yeah. yeah. one of the one of the better games of that gener of that generation. But playing it in that control scheme is just dog shit. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> well, I think that was a good question. Torn Raptor. Hi, John, Jesse, and possible third chair, a.k.a. Abe. This question was for Nick before he abandoned the podcast. No loyalty. What happened with the Xbox leaks? Grub, Jez, and to a lesser extent, Nick had so much info not too long ago, but now there doesn't seem to be any leaks. Is it because it's all been leaked, or has MS clamped down on the sources? I can't really answer that question. Um, I could throw a supposition in there and say... There have been so many project names that you've never even seen. Project Dragon, you know, the Rutan Clan game, all these, all these crazy Hell things free. that people lifted the lid on when they're probably not even out of like concept stages right. and stuff. The Gears Collection. The Gears Collection, you know, know like all, all of away. that kind of thing it might have just been agreed or might have just been signed. So these things take years to make. I don't, I don't. I can't answer that question. Uh, maybe Microsoft will really tighten up on security. Who knows? Um, the we'll only leaks out. come directly from Microsoft's own back end, and then you follow that Italian gaming Twitter, and they just show it all to you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the only answer I can give to that question. You never called for likes. I didn't call for likes. A shocking uh, oversight on my part. I looked at the number. I'm like, man, it's kind of low. Yeah, come on, guys. Let's get that up to 100. Smash that like button, please, ladies and gentlemen. Um, good old Collingwood. Happy I swear he's already asked the question. Happy Father's Day, Nick. Good evening, John and Jesse. The Xbox Family and Friends Game Pass was formally announced for Colombia and Ireland this week. When it comes to our countries, who will be in your Families and Friends Game Pass account? If you don't plan to have a Family and Friends Game Pass account, who would be in your fantasy one? Uh that's a good question. I would certainly suggest to the team at Xbox Hero, if there's no immediate family, that we probably work together to some degree to share um, that access. But it's, it's also worth mentioning that this will not work in the same way that setting your home Xbox works. Mm. It'll only work the same for country. sharing yeah, what's in the same sub. Um, it doesn't necessarily apply to redeemed games Etc. Like it would for a home Xbox swapperoo that people do. Um, but yeah, you know, outside of Xbox Zero, folks, you know, I've got a younger brother with a with a my nephew who, who play. Um, I've got my little boy upstairs who plays, so I can actually turn my Xbox back to my home Xbox, and then you know, uh, instead of giving it to him. So there's this. That's probably be my fault. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, it's pretty much going to be the U.S. people can do it with each other. Uh, Canada is just going to be what Soul and Dio, Aussie's got a uh, token and Nick, so because it's definitely going to be locked by country because that's what they talked about when it was first announced, um, because every country has a different price essentially. So, yeah, I, I've, I've it, got me, oh, go my on. brother, my wife, my son, and my daughter. Boom, done. Boom. 
dumb. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Like, it almost opens up a topic, like, when I'm thinking about it. Because I obviously, I'm thinking, well, the first is going to be my, my two kids. Even though my daughter doesn't play a lot of games, she sometimes will kind of stick in her nose into some things. And it gives and, everyone xCloud access, too, which might. Yeah. So, like, that, so that stuff. And then it's like, well, maybe, we'll, maybe I'll give her boyfriend one so he can join us and we can go do a sea of thieves thing or something and then you can really say, know him and see if he's worthy of dating your daughter yeah that, exactly like that's the <laughs> start asking him questions no um it's like this you know start you start doing the like you know start sneaking in little questions as you're going through that uh and then you know i think about even like you know my girlfriend her son all he does is play Fortnite all the time and like uh some other uh survival horror free-to-play game and it's like dude like yeah you, you, we gotta branch we gotta branch these kids out man all they do is play minecraft Fortnite, uh roblox and like whatever's free to play so i think so that's one of the what it kind of popped into my head that this is this could be a brilliant thing in some regards because this might be a if this catches on i mean this could be a way where microsoft could try to you know change the habits of some gamers that only do play free stuff right stuff that doesn't cost them anything and now you can get them hooked on to new genres and actually see what uh what the good games are like <laughs> not that those aren't good but i'm and you, you know, only just... need two people to make it worth it essentially and then that yeah. just means you've got three others where even if they don't want to pay like you just you've got you've got it anyways so yeah. for yeah. their end it's like we might be losing money up front maybe but even then, we're probably pulling in a lot of people that never would have subbed. And you're you're creating into our platform, and yep. we've got them as fans for as you know for a long time. You yeah. got to think about it. T- ten years down the road, these ten-year-olds will be twenty-year-olds with jobs in ten years, and you're pulling them into and the ecosystem. They'll all be right? really and, hot because of global warming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll see if we get even the Earth last that long. But it, assuming it does, uh, or you know, whether it's Skynet or or something else, it'll uh, be Elysium. <laughs> all the rich people will be up in orbit. Yeah, yeah, it's jerks. Okay. Bezos and his penis ship. In the meantime, we'll we'll get some people to play some some cool games that they might not have otherwise, right? Yeah, like it's, it's been fun seeing my boy just pick up Tinykins this week, like because mm. he was like, "Oh, I don't want to play Minecraft. I want to know what to build." And I'm like, "Try a new game and play it." And he actually <laughs> stuck with it. He actually hooks him. I was like, "This could be this would be the beginning of something beautiful, son." And then I heard him playing Sea of Thieves with his cousin, and they they successfully completed a quest and he he was like dad i defeated a pirate captain and there were ghosts i was like what and it's just like oh man that child joy of coming from yeah. doing that stuff and working with friends and then and then he oh and then this other crew came in and they sunk us i was like yeah hopefully i can do something about that um anyway yeah good stuff good stuff for the for the games but game pass fam friends and family <clears throat> uh, expansion looking forward to it um, also put nick on it even if we could because he's mean yeah <laughs> um not jack if you could add a game of any genre to the upcoming xbox lineup what would it be mine would be a moba designed for consoles oh anime visual novel <laughs> you sure one of my top games of the year is an anime visual novel Wow, go figure. I would pick a. Uh, I would pick. What would I pick? I would pick a. Your, your uh, ass. Oh. Hero, uh, mascot-based kart racer for Xbox, like a proper mascot kart racer, like just a fun party game type thing, like a Fusion Frenzy two. Hmm. Give me that or three, because I think it had a two. 
I, I think I'd like to open up a can of worms here. And uh, instead of getting creative, this is where I would like to argue for Microsoft to just bring over straight mouse and keyboard RTSs that don't work on controllers to the console and give it a shot in uh, Game Pass. Yeah, uh, you, you, you had the, the what is it, the, um, the Warhammer thing that just came out on PC a few months ago yep. by Sega. Uh, that game, yeah, obviously, age, age of Empires, like just throw that stuff out there. Stop worrying about the control. Nobody's going to play that stuff with the controller. If you know, if they're not going to play with the mouse and keyboard, they're not going to play with the controller. Don't worry about that. Just, just get it. Just uh, everybody's got access to a mouse and keyboard. Uh, let's see if they can cultivate a new genre on the console and make this this shared ecosystem between Xbox and PC and actual shared ecosystem. Yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd love to see it. that. Put out a light gun shooter. Oh. People have to go buy a CRT TV. Go, no, no, no. There, there's one. ways of doing light guns now on modern modern TVs. Yeah, but there it works like shit. Like there's, they've got those um, Senjin, I think, oh, I forgot guns, about those. But my God, those, those are those... really hard to get to work with more than one person playing. Mm. Those uh, are fun. They're a pain. Someone needs to find a way works reliably like the light guns of old but yes i'd love Just that maybe you force everyone to buy a crt i mean that's what like a lot of old <laughs> retro gamers are trying to do to us anyways just a big right. pane of glass that that fits every you know you can buy it in multiple sizes and you just put it in front of your led TV. just a real gun and then you just <laughs> shoot your tv i think we're all too old to be lifting up crt I mean, Ameri- most americans would already be able to play it right off the bat yeah um last community question from Jesse Brother. Brother. Uh, Glad to see you back, Jono. And hello, Travis Brother. Very glad you survived your modem being zapped situation. Tell those idiot cable guys to make sure they plug into the surge protector, not the friggin' wall outlet. It's Florida for Pete's sake, morons. I sense he might be trying to send you a message there, Jesse. I mean, Um, I... Yeah, that sucked. (laughs) No internet for a day is not fun. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't do anything. Um, just wanted to say, I can't help but think 343 regrets ever calling Halo a games as a service and talking about the 10-year plan. Almost every game that isn't labeled that gets to come out, be judged mostly just on the state it released in. Doesn't matter what happens later, even if it doesn't support it well or gives really late crappy DLC. You never get YouTubers blasting the dev team or calling for someone else to take over. Everyone just remembers it for the fun they had with it when they released. Uh, Outriders. Is it Outriders? I would probably put that in that camp. Uh, Halo Infinite, people already played and raved about the campaign and the multiplayer a year ago, but because it set such high expectations, all of that way may as well have never happened. And hey, it's partly their own fault for aspiring to be such a grand uh, team overall, ever-evolving package of a game. No one could see the things like global pandemics, military conflicts, and such slowing everything down. But trying to deal with that whilst making a 30-hour single-player game versus the massive undertaking of something like Halo is. It's a huge difference, and we're finding out now that it's damn near impossible to keep things up at a pace everyone will be happy with, especially when you're the type that will play to your viewers absolute worst instincts for clicks and start with the get rid of devs jobs melodrama okay that wasn't a question it was just me clearing my palate fair enough uh we've all been there um no no disagreement really uh i feel like we cleaned our we cleared our palate we cleared well. we cleared yeah i feel i feel better now this week <laughs> after that little little debate um i'll tell you what i don't feel better about minor tangent before we wrap things up 
I had to submit my Halo Infinite Elite Series 2 controller, which is less than a year old, mm. to Microsoft for warranty. Not just mm. because the left bumper is broken 70% of the time and doesn't register, but the right bumper is about 40% of the time doesn't register. The A and the X buttons are mushy, and the sticks feel like they occasionally hang. And something is broken inside and is rattling. Microsoft, you are charging people £150 or 170 US or whatever it is for these mm. controllers as premium products. You're putting heavy, heavier metal parts on top of the same crappy plastic inside bits. Please, for the love of God, fix this problem. I do not understand how this isn't something more prevalent, something that is in the news as a genuine, either a recall or a, uh, yeah, we're going to offer extended warranty for free. You know, none of this only they a year nonsense. It. So, yeah, for, well, America, it was three months, and then they upped it to, to a year. Well, good, because yeah. the, the build quality is shocking. Every single person I know that has an Elite Series controller, one or two, have all got at least the left bumper failing on them. All of them. It's not good yeah. enough. It no. pisses me off. And do you know what's even worse? Is someone, someone, I tweeted this earlier, and someone was like, oh, make sure you get your Elite controller back that is the Halo one. Because if you go to buy a Halo one, I just tentatively looked on Amazon the other day, 650 quid, because they don't make them anymore. They were <laughs> limited edition. If I send my Elite Halo controller in and I get back mm. a fucking black one, I am going to flip my shit. Did you I will make sure lose to it. take all of your stuff off. yeah i know take all the stuff off i know i yeah. know but man i forgot to take this off when i sent mine in so i bought another one on ebay for five bucks nice nice but yes there you go sorry minor yeah. rant microsoft sort your elite controllers out it is there's shit the white ones um leaked again yeah so if it's anything like the last series the series the original white one was just made better so i'm was really it? hoping okay. yeah it was. I, would, I, I had a white one, had it for like a year and a half, two years, zero issues after having gone through five of the regular ones. Yeah, I, I would suggest to anybody that's going to buy an Elite controller that you you, you buy it from somewhere. that get, If you're not going to pay for a warranty, then don't get it. Uh, if I, you can I buy, buy it from Costco, they have a lifetime warranty for free because they consider it a toy. Okay, yeah. So, like, get it from somewhere that has a good warranty. I've been getting mine from Best Buy with the two-year warranties. And then usually within the two years, something breaks and you, re you change, it, change it. You pay for another two-year warranty. So, it's almost like I got a subscription for my Elite controllers. So, I agree with you, John. These are uh, – it is it – is, it is insane the reliability that the ex the expectation that they're going to go out on you is is uh and the fact that they haven't got a recall yeah it's it yeah is it's something. unacceptable this is a known issue this isn't this isn't like uh anecdotal like no. every single person i know that's had one of these yeah has had a problem it's I'm not surprised. okay i'm um, surprised they haven't done a done a recall it's just well maybe that's just not wanting to admit you know, oh, well, you know, stop. Play you know, yeah, maybe everyone plays bumper jumper, and that's why I left bumpers gone so much. I don't know, but it's it's not okay. It really annoys me. And if I lose, oh man, yeah, mm. Microsoft, don't let me down. I want, I want metal parts, just put metal switches in that can handle having the heavier parts on them. Uh, anyway, that's my rant over, and that's the mm -hmm. end of this week's episode of the Xbox Era podcast. I'd like to thank all of you guys for hanging out with us and being so well behaved in the chat. Um, you guys were lovely. And Even if we uh, didn't hit 100 likes. 
Ah, oh, 87. Yeah. So close. So I scared him away. My ghost face. Yeah, it's, it's the bright white of Abe burning. <laughs> the sun is burning just about fire. to hit Abe's house, so we're all about to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's been a blast. <laughs> we'll be back next week uh, with Nick in tow, presumably, uh, for more podcast shenanigans. And mm. uh, we'll see you all then. Uh, and guys, feel free to say goodbye because I'm going to end with Nick's signature chow for now, just so we know for the timestamps. Oh, I, I don't have a signature sign up. I'll think about that when I fix my lighting. People <laughs> see me too much on this side anyway. So, bye. Top banana. <laughs> Ciao for now. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>